this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Welcome to the Red Leaf Retrocast Anime Edition. It's episode 50, a huge milestone for the podcast. I'm your host, JD, joined here with my usual guest hosts, the two that have been here since the beginning, Tori and Hickey. Tori, how are you on this fine day? I'm really good. Looking forward to the Champions League final later tonight, and it's going to be great. But first, we got to do this podcast, which we should have done last week, but we didn't. Well, I uh, I was violently ill last weekend, plus my voice is gone. There was absolutely no way that podcast would have been able to uh, even be edited within the last week. I still managed to muster up the energy to go to work all, all this past week, and I proceeded to sleep for the next 12 hours right after I got home. I have been a uh, corpse walking for a while, but I am here today. And do you know how, who else is here today, Tori? Uh, I think that's the that Mexican, Mexican guy. That Mexican guy. That's right. <laughs> I, Hickey, how you doing? First off, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm fine. I'm fine. I got a job. I'm not a, a need anymore. I'm actually... Well, I don't... I, I didn't get the job yet, but I'm... I, I'm doing my best to get the job. So yeah, I've been working as well uh, the past couple of weeks. I didn't slap the last 12 hours because I I thought it's been a while since I <laughs> went to sleep later. Uh, <laughs> but I feel I felt like an old man because I didn't have anything to do, anything to play. I've just sat in my couch looking at the ceiling. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been fun. Working as a lawyer is very fun. I'm glad you like your job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I, I'm coming. I'm coming up on three months at, at my new one, and um, it's it's going it's going pretty well. It's they're giving me more and more responsibility as time has gone on. I, I've been uh, training four people. They're they're hiring more and more, so I've essentially become a line manager. Got a little raise already, which is quite nice. But uh, I don't like. I still don't like getting up at 4.30 in the morning every day of the week oh, and then yeah. possibly it, it is, working Saturdays. Yeah it, is, yeah, it is really bad. Especially, like, I need to do, to deal with a lot of uh, traffic jams. So I need to be at my job at 9 a.m. Uh, better than you. Uh, but I need to wake up at 6 a.m. and get in, into a packed bus at 7 a.m. Uh, so I can get there because of the back jams. I usually uh, I usually get there one hour before the work start, and I just sit in a park for an hour playing Idol Master or something like that. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you, you got a raise. I'm glad people like you at a job. They they realized uh, trying to melt your own face was an accident. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to increase the culture of safety uh, that is very much absent there. Um, I bet. <laughs> yeah, uh, like even though I was very safe performing the job, accidents do happen. And I'm just like, case in point, I was safe and I still got hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's been so. Yeah, it's it's it has been a fairly good job, like fairly good year for us. Twenty nineteen has been fun. It's uh, it's it's life. Life is going quite well. Not the whole me being sick part, but luckily I have. Very nice green tea and beautiful 12-year-old bourbon sherry cask uh, scotch from the from the Highlands. Right for this nice occasion of episode 50. No, no, uh, I, I have water. Uh, water? Yeah. Tap water. <laughs> because Tap I'm water? That is, uh, that is <laughs> actually <laughs> shocking. <laughs> the lawyer is saying he's poor? <laughs> I, I am poor. I just started. They didn't even pay. Well, they paid me. And I wasted everything in uh, alcohol for the hint, I guess. <laughs> <coughs> Which yeah. is our next episode. Very fun. Yeah. Look forward to and that, people. Now, the only thing we need is your story YouTube channel to explode and everything will be fine. That would be nice. Yeah. I do have The engineer, now... the lawyer, need the YouTube star to, to really bring us up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do have uh, more subscribers now than I ever have before, having one, two, three subscribers. All uh, right. 123. So, hey, things are looking <laughs> up. It's not a, a big number, but hey, I've never fucking... It's the most successful YouTube channel I've ever had, and it's my second channel. Uh, that probably Sorry, says I all. I tried not you, but... It, it, hey, it's, it's fine, good. dude. I was like, I was like thirteen when I first started making YouTube videos. They weren't good. <laughs> <laughs> they never are on your first try, right? <laughs> yeah, that is definitely true. Uh, so on this cast, episode fifty, we're coming to the end of Tori's movie quest, uh, which he's co gonna cover two movies that uh, I hope everyone is looking forward to. Uh, then we got. JD and Hickey's Manga Manwa Checkout. We got uh, one of the most popular webtoons we're covering there. Uh, you know, something popular for episode 50. Why not? We got uh, our topic of just our favorite things we've done doing the podcast. Uh, shows, topics, and the like. And then we're reviewing, if you couldn't tell by the title, Cowboy Bebop. The time has come, boys. This is just a mainstream episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're staying mainstream I mean, for episode fifty. <laughs> even even one of your movies on your movie quest is very mainstream. I mean, uh, yeah, so, yeah. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it though. Should be good. Well, with that, any anybody uh, been playing video games or watch? How's the seasonal anime going for everybody? I had to stop everything <laughs> because of my job. <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's a problem. I like, I think I still like anime more than uh, law. Okay. But law gives me money. <laughs> so, like, I'm putting all my effort, efforts on getting hired. 
so I had to cut most of the most of the anime. I, I'm still watching <laughs> the mainstream things and some things I, I like. I'm enjoying so much Hitori Bochi because of the Brazilian music in it. Uh, summer is coming, and because of that, they are just going full on. Every single show is going Brazilian music because it's summer and Japanese people are a little bit, you know, uh, racist in the side. Regardless, uh, yeah, but the ones I'm watching, I'm having a lot of fun. It's not a astonishing season. It's not a season you would talk about, but at least it's a season you can have fun with. Yeah, I think I think this season as a whole is pretty uh pretty weak, all things considered. Like I think I still think my favorite show from this season uh, this season is Dororo, which is carrying over. Uh, I thought you were gonna say Mirothais. <laughs> I mean, listen, that, that's that's only for the uh, that's only for the men of culture. Um, uh, all but right. yeah, no. Uh, so I do also enjoy Carol and Tuesday, uh, the uh, Netflix. Uh, the Netflix show, so there's some good st- uh, stuff, but generally speaking, I'm not super into this season. I've fallen a little bit behind as well because of like exams and stuff I have to take. Still have two more I need to do, and then I don't have anything I need to do until like November again, where I have to take the, my final exams. So uh, yeah, I'm mostly looking forward to the season to end, so we can start the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next season looks looks like it's going to be um at least get get some more heavy hitters out there. Uh, I'm kind of with you on on the whole I'm kind of with both of you. I'm watching I'm keeping up with the mainstream stuff. I'm still enjoying One Punch Man season 2 even though it's uh animation is uh vastly underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. to be to to say it as kind as possible. Uh, but the sto- the story is still very goofy and I enjoy it. There there's something weird. We'll get we'll get there when we review it. Um, Demon Slayer, I've come around on. It's uh, it's 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 doing things shonen wise that I'm finally starting to get into. Um, <clears throat> I still need to finish Ultraman, which is on Netflix. Uh, I watched half of it and like on a plane ride, and then hadn't finished it since. Um, just life is getting in the way a lot. I've been uh, training for the PBA championships that's coming up that I'm going to at the end of the month here. Uh, hopefully, obviously, I hope I get better by that time uh, <laughs> physically. But uh, I bowled a perfect game last Wednesday night bowling just out of nowhere. I was oh, sick. Damn. Just fine. Yeah. yeah. The, the underdog. <laughs> like, oh. Jade. What the- <laughs> oh, my God. I made, I made a joke. Well, it's, it was an accident. <laughs> it's okay junk dog jd is just like the underdog just forget what i said i feel like no it was it was funny i show up wednesday night and people are just like dude you look horrible and then the third game and i pull a perfect game i'm like yeah that happened i guess (laughs) (laughs) that's when you you turned it i mean i'm sorry i'm not feeling my best today (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i was i said it at the beginning i was like i'm not really feeling all that well today (laughs) and then my one of my bowling teammates just goes someone get this guy the Flew. He might bowl three perfect games. <laughs> <laughs> JD puffs his his chest with pride. Just walks away. Yeah, I just so happen to be wearing my uh, Kazuchika Okada Rainmaker shirts for all the wrestling fans out there. They call him the Rainmaker, so I was just like, "Yeah, give me the money now." JD <laughs> <laughs> bullying wrestling joke. Bullying, le- bullying old people for money with bowling. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, when talking about games, uh, Bloodstain is finally coming. Oh. oh, I'm very excited. It's got yeah. it's finally finally coming out. Um, I I won't be able to pre-order it, and I feel like shit because the game is here is very expensive. Uh, Steam might change the prices once it re- is released because uh, they they have a policy of changing prices uh, through countries, and I hope it changes because right now with the DLC, I'm looking at a game of a hundred bucks. Oof. In dollars, it's Oof. not much. It's twenty five dollars. Uh, Twelve. But for that's the not main how game. much you're spending. Yeah. Every time <laughs> I say something in dollars, you just multiply for four uh, by four, and it's God. and I want the DLC as well, but the DLC is like forty bucks, right? But I, oh my God, so conflicted, so conflicted, and I know that once I get paid by the end of June, I'm buying the game. Full price. I don't give a shit. That's a big problem. <laughs> I hope the game gets really good reviews. I really liked Curse of the Moon that came out, which yeah, was I the like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, which was the eight bit rendition that was like the Castlevania game we've wanted since the Super Nintendo days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, video games. Uh, the last few weeks have been uh, very good lately. I I, bl- I bought uh, Plague Tale. Tale of Innocence, which is a narrative-based game. I really enjoyed that. Uh, it's about the Black Plague. So, <laughs> uh, coming back to our, our obviously, our famous hentai episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I bought a PSVR game that came out called Blood and Truth. That's really fun. I haven't played a VR game that's uh, that I've been this into in quite some time, uh, which is nice, getting more use out of my VR. And uh, Mario Maker 2 is coming out along with Blood sp- Blood Splain Blood Blood Stained. So um, and D3 is right around the corner. <laughs> the Blood, Blood, Blood Splatoon. Is coming it's, the, it's the more violent version. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah, of it. I mean, the only thing about uh, Mario Maker 2 is that Nintendo did a Nintendo thing with the multiplayer. Yeah, like, you can only play online with online with random people. What the hell is that? That is so <laughs> stupid. Like, why even oh, bother? Yeah, so they're like, why are you putting in online mode then? <laughs> Nintendo wants you to make friends. <laughs> yeah, with their with their app that doesn't really work. That's right. Yeah, no, I don't know. I I have not been playing video games again. Exam stuff. Uh you I've been playing a little bit of RuneScape, obviously, which I just do on and off. Because it's you pretty. Could, you could also buy Bloodstain because that's going to be a multiplayer game, and JD yeah. is not getting it for PC, so I need someone to play with me. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't really feel like it. Like, I, I'm not really looking at any games. The only game, you know, this pretty much assess everything. The only game that I'm even remotely interested in is Persona Five R, which you know is Persona Five again, which I oh, still yeah. need to beat. But Dynasty but Warriors. <laughs> no, 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 not, not the Dynasty Warrior game. Persona Five R is the. Uh, it's Persona 5 again, but with, uh, like, some added uh, new characters and some added, like, social links and whatnot. So, it's oh. like, it's like, oh, you know... Oh, I know it's what pre- you're talking about. Now. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, to Persona, it's to Persona, like, it's Persona 4 Golden, essentially, to Persona 4. That's what right, Persona right, 5R right. is. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much the only game that I look forward to, and that's not coming out this year at all, so, hey. <laughs> I mean, not coming Did you... out in the West, right? Because it's, it's coming out Yeah, yeah it's, coming out, it's coming out in Japan, yes, but the West gets it in, like, 2020. Tori, did you... I don't remember. Did you really like Yakuza, or you just thought it was okay? 
Uh, so far I've only played one Yakuza. I do like Yakuza, and I still play it like on and off. Uh, I haven't beat it. I'm pretty close to beating it. But again, I pretty much just put all my all my video games on, on hold. So, I'm looking to beat it. I'm, I'm basically just looking to do it like, because I have a bunch of games on, on PlayStation that I just haven't beat. I'm basically just looking to fucking do like a mass play and just finally sit down and beat all those games. Once exams are over, of course. <laughs> yeah, of, of course, I can't do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my my favorite story uh, that I that I remember um, from college was one of my one of my good friends. Uh, he was on the border of failing out of college, right? Mm-hmm. And he needed to pass his next two exams in order to at least make a case for him to stay in school, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, the school is very, it was very understanding to, like, as long as you showed that you were um, wanting you to tried. stay in and your grades were improving, right? Uh, like, you could, you could prove that, because I had to do it once. Uh, my grades were below what they, where they should have been, and um, I, I just went in and was like, look, this is what I'm doing. I've turned in all my assignments, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just having a tough time right now. Uh, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, he proceeded to not study for his next two exams and watch Dragon Ball Z. All of it. <laughs> In the weekend. And I remember looking at him going, John, don't you have exams? And he goes, yeah. Aren't you going to fail out of school if you don't pass these two? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least he's content with it. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of. It just sounds like he's just. He had just resigned himself to his fate. It's just like, yeah, it's gonna happen anyways. (laughs) Like you're not gonna try. You're just gonna watch Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right then. Then I'll just uh, go over here. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, comes up with me later. Yeah, I didn't pass those exams. You don't say. Oh, I mean, I did look over some notes right before the exam, but mm, nah. <laughs> it's like weird. I thought I'd pass those. I, I wonder what was the reason. <laughs> uh, 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 I am the opposite. Like I fucking I study too much, which is shocking. I know because I watch so much anime, you'd think I didn't study, but I do. I studied so much, <laughs> I had to fucking stop myself because I was getting too far ahead of everything. Uh, so I had to take a break for like a month. Um, then I got to get back into studying, and then I finally get to take my two written exams, and I just sit down, and I feel like, when I sit down for the first exam, because obviously the first exam is generally the worst, that's when you feel the most nervous, I sit down, and I think to myself, I'm like, oh, God, I don't remember anything, how am I ever gonna fucking pass this thing? And then, I get the exam, and I'm like, oh, thank God, I can do this. Uh, <laughs> now, I've had that happen to me on a number, number of, uh, exams where... I just kind of freak out a little bit, and then all of a sudden, I remember nothing. Yeah. I'm just, oh no, not again. <laughs> it's not so much I that mean... you don't remember, for me, it's not so much that I don't remember anything, it's just like, it's that uncertainty, right? Because I haven't seen the exam, I don't know what I'm getting. You only know what you're getting once you get the exam in front of you, right? So it's like right. that, you're like, do I remember everything? Shit, I think I'm forgetting something. Fuck. Can I do this? And then you get the exam. And you're like, okay, no, okay, okay. I'm good. <laughs> no, I mean, I won't voice my opinion because I'm coming to realize uh, I'm an exception, or 
on, on many things. Uh, he remembers n- everything, anyways. <laughs> name, yeah, namely Gotcha. Uh, so I <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, you realize I, I'm slowly understanding that. And for example, I never freaked out. I get excited. <laughs> I oh, would get I excited would for exams. Uh, yeah. And that that's a problem because I would study a lot and I'll remember everything. I would sit your exam and proceed to write everything I remembered. <laughs> so the the teacher was like, uh, wrong. And I'm like, but teacher, it is right. And he's like, yeah, but you, you put a bunch of information that was basically useless to the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. No, that's definitely something you also can't do. It is to answer the question. Like, I don't know, I'm not, I don't have... I don't have an exam anxiety, which is a good thing. Uh, I do get nervous, but I don't. I don't get like overly nervous. I think I get like a healthy amount of nervous. I get focused, and then I then I go then I go do it right because it's like, but it's like when I went to my first exam because obviously that is like my first exam in over a year. Obviously, it's a little bit of nerves. The second exam I went to, much better. Right now, now I'm back in the exam mode. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> now it's just let's go and get it done. <laughs> let's go get this, Brad. Let's I just go get, get this bread. I just get very excited. Also, <laughs> everyone out gamers. there, everyone out there going through college or school, and you like anime, don't worry about it. I watched six hours of anime every day and became a lawyer. You can also do that. <laughs> Except, yeah. you know, I'm a little bit of an exception. But uh, I mean, you can do, do what you gotta do. Anything. Be happy with what you gotta do. That's yeah. about it. You can do pretty much whatever you want as long as you manage to schedule it out okay. That's basically the thing, right? It's like, I see people, they're like freaking out. They're like, I can't do what I want to do because I have to study for the exam. And I'm like, I mean, you could do both. Like if you, first of all, if you had done, if you had done what you should have done and studied from when you started up until this point, you wouldn't be in this trouble where you feel like you have to study everything now. And at that point, you can do like what I do. You can spend like half the day studying and you can spend like the rest of the day, like, you know, night watching anime. (laughs) I like that. Oh, yeah. That's more or less what I would do. I would, uh, my, my, uh, let's see, my college in Michigan when I was there. In Germany, I, I would just do the reading and work, and then, you know, they, they would have all their exams in February. Uh, mm. <laughs> you know, very much different cultural uh, standing. But in Michigan, I would, every Friday, do all my weekend work that Friday. And that would free up the entire weekend to do whatever I would so please, whether it was video games or watch, not nothing but anime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I did that too. Like, I remember I, that was basically how I got stamped as a, or like, yeah, stamped as a fucking uh, nerd in school. Because I remember like, I was the only one who did the exam, uh, not the exam, the uh, assignments for the, uh, for our English class. And uh, everyone was like, "Dude, you're such a fucking nerd," and that's what I looked at. Every, and that's what I looked at them, and I realized because this was like we got it on Friday, and it was due Monday, so we had to do it over the weekend. So when they were like, "Dude, you wasted your fucking weekend doing homework," I turned them and I look at them and I point to the fucking book and I go, "It's five questions on a fucking half of that you get get the answer to <laughs> all questions on half a page worth of text." What I did was when our teacher, at the end of this class, presented this task to us and went through it with us, I listened to what he said, and I wrote down the answers to the questions in class, <laughs> like he told us that we could do. 
No, I didn't waste my weekend. I didn't do any fucking homework during the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, uh, enough bullshitting around. Let's get this podcast started. <laughs> yeah. Playing this drop. Dragon, 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 dragon ball Go, Tori. All right. So it's time for my movie quest once again. <laughs> and uh, since this is a week late, I watched quite a few movies since last time. I watched 18 movies since last time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I get stuff done, like I said. Uh, and yeah, the uh, the movies I've seen real quick is uh, Boy and the Beast, Girls on Panzer der Film, Kisamonogatari Part 1, 2, and 3, A Silent Voice, In This Corner of the World, Lou Over the Wall, Uchiage Hanabi, uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower, Fairy Tale Movie 2, Kurokonabaski Movie 4, Gyakusatsu Kikan, Lupin the Third, Goemon Ishikawa's uh, Spray of Blood, Trinity Seven. Uh, in sorry, that was uh, Maquia. I want to eat your pancreas and listen to Bluebird. But the two movies that I'm going to be talking about is one, Kisumonogatari, and uh, the other one will be Gomonishikawa Spray of Blood. But first, you really had that octane change <laughs> <laughs> per show on point. Uh. No girls and puzzles will be talking in this episode. <laughs> no, it's a good, it's a good movie, but I don't really feel like I have it anything to say about you it. You watched a bunch of movies. Also, I like did. by the end of your movie quest, I would just ask you to make like, brief considerations on, over Boy and the Beast, because when we talked about it, you said, you know, I'm I'm about to watch it. I might talk a little bit, so I'd like to oh, listen to your impression. Yeah, yeah, remind me of that. I'll I'll probably do that. Uh, but yeah, no, anyways. Well, Speaking of listening to Tori, I'm going to pour this ah, oh, beautiful wow. scotch. That was a beautiful I have, sound. These, these, <laughs> movies you, these movies you're going to talk about right here, I haven't seen yet, and I've been dying to see it, Ooh. see them. So I'm very curious about your thoughts. Let me just uh, get this close to the mic here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, that sounds oh. wonderful. Alcohol Man. issues. Okay, okay, Tori, my body is ready. <laughs> That's good. So, first up, Kisa Monogatari. Uh, Kisa Monogatari is obviously the prequel movies to the uh, Monogatari series. You know, Baki Monogatari, Nise Monogatari, all of those uh, Nise Uisen works. Uh, that is made by Shaft. It was supposed to come out forever ago, but they started releasing it in like 2016. So, <laughs> a little bit late, but hey. Better late than never, and uh, obviously directed by uh, Akiyuki Shinbo, as they always say that it is, and probably mostly directed by Tatsuya Oshi, because Akiyuki Shinbo doesn't really do much directing anymore. Uh, so, anyways, we basically get the prequel to uh, what happens in Bakumonogatari. So we learn of how uh, Koemi, oh, how, Koemi, how Araragi gets to be uh, a vampire, and... Uh, as he meets uh, Hanakawa and uh, Shinobu, Meme, all those people that you know and love, and uh, of course, mm-hmm. and it is just the way I want to talk because if you've ever seen a Shaft show, you know that they have this really peculiar style, lots of weird framing. The head tilt is infamous in this uh, in this fandom. Everyone loves a good Shaft head tilt. No matter how back backbreaking it looks, and uh, basically, Kisumonogatari is Shaft doing what they normally do, but like turning it up to eleven. Ooh. This movie is highly stylized from the art style for, to the uh, 
color scheme to the kind of wonky looking CG, uh, which actually kind of is a little bit of a neat touch uh, for the for the set pieces. It makes it look interesting rather than you know the normal oh, shitty CG. So I, I really I really like I like these this movie from our perspective as a guy who likes uh, who likes Montgomery, but I really like this as a as a look at like a, an an art movie and just a silly movie because one of the things that got me because I haven't seen any Monogatari in a long time the thing that got to me going into this was that whenever somebody presents Monogatari to you they present it as this uh, really like interesting narrative layered show that like lots of fast cuts lots of lots of sarcasm lots of just character interactions and interesting Word pieces plays. like that yeah, word place. There's a lot of that, a bunch of stuff like that. But every, I feel like everyone for kind of forgets something. And that is that when they or not forgets something. I feel like everyone skips over one thing when it comes to Monogatari when they try to present it. Monogatari is silly as fuck. <laughs> it is. I I thought you forgot that. I was a. I I felt like mentioning like how he became a vampire in the first place. Is like, hmm, boobs. Uh-huh. Yeah, some no. some underwear. I'm gonna buy a porn magazine. <laughs> no, I know, right? But that that's that that was my point, right? It's like I feel like everyone always skips those parts, but that is very much that is very much apparent in Kisu as well. There is just so much silliness, so much like, and they re- they really use you know the art style and the animation to kind of highlight that a lot. That's they I was always wondering do, how but... the because uh, I have the novel of the first. Mm-hmm. Wait. No, Kizuma Monogatari is one novel into three movies, right? Yes, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I've read, I think, a third of the novel. Okay. Uh, just about. So it covers about the first movie. And I was wondering how book to film that would translate. And um, uh, it sounds to me it's word for word picture, like word to picture equivalent, which I'm happy to hear. Uh, I mean, as I, as I haven't bit. read it. I don't. I don't think it's directly. I haven't really read uh, Kisu, so I can't say with a certainty. But I do. I think that. I do think that Shaft stays faithful to the novel, uh, as they generally like. do. But I do think, like, it is still Shaft. I do think they take the take a little bit of, like artistic liberties, especially with like how everything is framed, uh, like how they how they go about showing stuff, right? Obviously, right. I mean, the. Uh, like in between scenes, like text is obviously very much apparent in this one as well. Uh, good. Stuff like good, that. Good. I, it's 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 more monogatari. It's just it's better looking monogatari than <laughs> any the of normal. the other series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess action yeah. scenes are and, and, action scenes are just on fucking. They are on point. They look really good. It's just I love it. I I love even even the fan service looks fucking good. Araragi taking off his shirt after becoming a, becoming a vampire when fucking he and Hanukkah was talking he needs to change clothes and he takes off his shirt and he's just fucking ripped and Hanukkah oh, was just yeah. like dude dude like, let me t- <laughs> let me touch you she just starts poking his muscles like you're so firm it's like fucking fucking a little bit of a realization it's just like wait this is weird <laughs> stop <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really want to read the uh, Anime Planet summary for our audience, if you don't mind. Yeah, right fast. Uh, Araragi, a second-year high school student at uh, Naotsu High School, 
befriends Hanakawa, the top honor student at his school. Tsubasa mentions a rumor about a blonde vampire that has been sighted around their town recently. Uh, Araragi, who is usually antisocial, uh, takes a liking to Tsubasa's down-to-earth personality. That evening, he encounters this rumored vampire. She is Kishot... Kishot Atharama Orion Underblade. Heart Underblade. Underblade, also known as the King of Apparitions. The blonde, golden-eyed vampire cries out for him to save her as she lies in a pool of her own blood. All four of her limbs cut off. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> she asks Araragi to give her his own blood in order to save her life. And when he does, because boobs, <laughs> the very next moment he awakes and he finds himself reborn as her vampire kin. As he struggles to accept his existence... She whispers to him, welcome to the world of darkness. I like that summary. I do too. I just feel like I would have liked them to also highlight the fact that he also has to get, because when he meets Kishot, she has lost all her limbs. Uh, those limbs were taken by vampire slayers, and uh, he uh, Aradagi has to try to get them back. That's also kind of uh, a point. That's mostly what happens in movie two. Uh, but yeah, so... Essentially, that, the whole scene when he encounters uh, Kishot for the first time, that she is kind of there trying to like, ha, ah, uh, please, uh, offer me up all your blood to heal me. It'll, it'll be your great honor to die at the hands of such a great vampire. And he's just freaking out, like, nope. He and just he starts, books out. <laughs> yeah, he just nope. fucking books. Like, like he's like, nah, I'm not having you. this. And, <laughs> but like, that scene, there, there are a lot of, <laughs> the animation and the quality of Kizu is just... Oh. It, it, it's, a, a, it's a notch above uh, I know. what chefs usually do, even in movies. Uh, no, I know. That's watch, what I said. It's you watch it, Uchiage Hanabi, so you know what I'm Hell talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, and like her crying out with the severe limbs just flinging around. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Araraki that... catching on fire after it yes. when he becomes a vampire. It's really, really, really yeah. cool. I think but it's I mean... a little bit too good, but I'm just picking on chef i I mean in the sense that like you have to go back to the series again it's like (laughs) but yes i I do agree uh no but like what i especially like is like as you mentioned the the animation that scene is just fantastic but it's like the way the entire thing is framed when he just like has this like nervous break that he doesn't know what to do and he just eventually just decides to book it and you see like fucking the fear set into the eyes of uh kiss shot and she's like wait he's leaving he doesn't want to offer up his life for me. And she just starts freaking out, body flying, blood sp- splattering everywhere. And just, again, fucking gotta give, gotta give credits to Maya Sakamoto as well. The voice is, uh, Kesha, <laughs> oh, because she's yeah. fucking, she's amazing. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it, it's amazing. And then generally after that movie too, we get a lot of like talking obviously with Meme. And then after that, we get to some rather short fight scenes. Like, I think one of the things that a lot of people can get disappointed with Monogatari is that you think it's an action show until you realize that it generally doesn't really revolve that much around action. In this series, uh, Adadagi mostly just gets his ass handed to him whenever there's some sort of fight. <laughs> and uh, in this one, he kind of just runs away every time until, uh, uh, like, the first guy he has to fight, a uh, half vampire, half human, uh, who's, like, massive. And he's, try- he's, like, actively trying to kill him. And then Adaragi kind of just starts 
throwing baseballs at him. I, it, <laughs> it's silly. like <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is very silly. Oh, I'm still need to watch the third movie. God damn it! It's been ah, two years. Yeah, uh, no, I, I fuck it. You get to that. The third movie is also great. It's I, it, I don't want to spoil anything. It's just like fuck it. Even if, if you, I mean, felt you don't need to have seen any fucking Monogatari. This is this is the beginning technically. Just jump into this mo- these movies. They're fucking amazing. Oh, I love them so That's much. That's good. I was going to ask you, like, is this a good starting point? It's, I mean, canonically, this is the starting point. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, like I said, you, when you watch Monogatari, you can do it. I think you can do it two ways. You could go through release order, or you can watch it in chronological. It doesn't really... I agree. I matter. agree with that. I yeah. that. Okay. Although the chronological order is a little bit fucked up, because, you know, you need to slice up Sometimes you need to slice up 13 episode seasons and like yeah. six episodes, and then there's a, a whole season, then two episodes of another season, and then the, the rest of the season you sliced up in the beginning. The chronological order in Monogatari is a little bit fucked up because a lot of events happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about watching in release order is when you catch those things happening at the same time, like. Uh, uh, Nekomonogatari Shiro, which is the the tiger. Let's just say that, mm. and Araragi fighting the the former uh, Kishot servant. Right, like it yeah. happens at the same time. But one you see it, it's like the third season, and the other one is the tenth season or something like that, and they are happening at the same time. That is yeah. very nice when you see those kind of things. It's very yeah, no. neat. So instead yeah. of the chronological order, I think release order is more fun. I agree. Especially you, you don't need spreadsheets to understand where which episode <laughs> is where. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't particularly like that culture of anime fans right now. The please tell me which order to watch this in, right? Because it becomes it often, especially with shit like Monogatari, it does become that. Like, uh huh. You watch this season, then you watch that episode, then you watch. Half of this OVA, then you watch the rest of th- season two. Like, like, half of uh, this OVA. <laughs> uh, like, no, no, yeah. thank you. That's that's not how I want to. I just fucking, yeah. I just go. Like, okay, what's the first thing that came out? Pokemon got there. Okay, we start there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing I, I think it's acceptable to watch in a different order would be something like ReZero, because you can cut off the the episodes where uh, our main character Subaru dies, and you can see what the people around him seeing, uh, yeah. seeing, with him just slowly going crazy and crazy. But <laughs> if you if you don't watch the deaths and only watch the episode he survives, it's like, holy shit! What the fuck is going wrong wrong with this motherfucker? Yeah, I did that, and it was down. highly entertaining as well. Better than the the actual anime. <clears throat> uh, hmm, Next uh, one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. No. Definitely. Just Kiss of Monogatari. High recommendation. I don't care if you haven't seen any Monogatari. Just get into it. Whether you want to start with Kiss or not, that's up to you. <laughs> high praise. High praise. High praise. One of my probably up there with one of my favorite anime movies. I definitely did. I, I gave it a fucking. I gave it like I I gave the first one an eight, and I gave like two and three a nine. I absolutely. I absolutely love the movies. Really high praise. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the other one that I was going to watch was, uh, or that I was going to talk about, was Lupin the Third, uh, Goemon Ishikawa Spray of Blood. Uh, so yet another Ooh. Lupin movie. And uh, this is, uh, 
this is technically the second movie in a uh, kind of trilogy. like yeah, in a trilogy of movies by uh, Takeshi Koike. Uh, yeah, Takeshi Koike, uh, the guy who did the Red Line, among other things. Yep. And uh, he has this really interesting take on Lupin because it's more. It's back to the more like adult themes of Lupin that I like. So you know, more the first season that we covered. Yes, so more alcohol, more drugs, more not so much sex in this one, but I mean, it's about Goemon. What do you expect? Uh, <laughs> so, but there is definitely violence and there is definitely gore. So uh, let's just see here. As you said, yeah, summary from Mal. It's from 2017 and it's by TMS Entertainment and. Uh, Summary from Alice Lupin's friend, uh, the samurai Goemon Ishikawa takes a job as bodyguard for a Yakuza boss. But a brutal assassin kills the Yakuza and Goemon is honor-bound to track him down. So, basically. There was Go- no summary on, on Anime Planet for this movie. Yeah. That's, How dare uh, <laughs> I know, right? Shocking. Uh, it's definitely... It, it, that's the uh, TLDR version. What... Basically happens is that Goemon, were, uh, he is uh, hired by the Akusa uh, because the boss really uh, admires his skills. Uh, the rest of the Akusa really doesn't understand why he wants to drag this fucking samurai who doesn't belong in this time period into this shit, so they, they don't really <laughs> like him. Uh, and he, but, he, you know, the boss insists on, uh, on this happening. In the meantime, we have this... Uh, Guy, this giant bear of a man called Hawk, uh, he goes to uh, sabotage uh, sabotage the ship that they're on. They're on like a cruise ship or some of some sort. At the same time oh. as Lupin is uh, is stealing. This is kind of like uh, uh, one of the episodes from the first season. Yes, uh, and as kind of as Lupin and the gang is Lupin and Fujiko is there to steal the money, and uh, you know, but Hawk he's He's actually there, or rather, what he wants to do is he wants to sniff out Lupin and the gang because he is on a mission to kill them all. Uh, in the chaos that ensues, because he basically destroys the entire ship, the Yakuza boss is killed, and the uh, rest of the Yakuza just leaves his, their boss to die and blame Goemon for their for the death. But Goemon, uh, Goemon promises that he will uh, avenge them. So he gets from the like next in line at the Yakuza, he gets like three days. To kill this uh, bear of a man. Who uh, promptly shows up. To kill Lupin and uh, Fujiko and Jigen. Uh, they literally don't stand a chance against this fucking monster of a man. So uh, they try <laughs> to run. But eventually Goemon shows up to save the day. Or so he thinks. Except for the fact that this man is. <laughs> is the gang superior in absolutely everything. Even Goemon does not stand a chance against this bear of a man. He can't even slash him. <laughs> he just absolutely, like, he beats Goemon something wow. fierce. And when Goemon tries to slash him, he just grabs his sword and starts wailing, wailing his axes at the, like, hilt of the sword because he can't break uh, Santetsken. But he instead just breaks the hilt of the sword. Uh, like, the handle. And he just absolutely destroys Goemon. Who, they manage to get away from him because of Senigata shows up to arrest uh, Arrest talk and uh, Goemon basically has to go through like you know his it kind of his the uh, uh, his typical like training uh, training montage except this the time is more rather than training it's just self torture like he drops giant <laughs> logs on himself he gets beat up in fights and shit like that like because he is trying to figure something out 
he goes up to it on his like uh, giant like rock out in the sea, and then a shark jumps up, like we've seen him do before. But rather than slice the shark, he just gets bit by it. So uh, he looks he looks like a completely broken man after having his sword and everything, basically just being shown as this, basically being faced with an opponent that it seems like none of them can beat at all. He seems it reminds uh, completely... me of uh, Jaws from um, the James Bond movies. Yeah, yes, definitely. I, I yeah. would say that is a very apt, uh, apt description to that because he is he is essentially indestructible. He is tech. He is like an ex uh, ex marine or something like that. I don't remember. Who was like? Yeah, he was assumed to have gone to have gone crazy and just murdered everyone. But he was assumed to have been killed. But as it turns out he's been rescued by some guy who's now. Has him, as his leash, uh, leash, uh, has him on a leash to, like, do shit for him. And he wants to get rid of Lupin. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And it just goes into some absolutely gory stuff. Like, the fights here, they're not just like, oh, oh, he got sliced and there's some blood. And No, no, no. Like, we're talking, like, arms are getting chopped off. Goemon gets his shoulder ripped off so that you can see the bone inside of him. Like, it's, it's brutal. The fights are... The fight choreography is amazing. What the fuck? I've been, it, I've the been really done. dying to watch watch not only the Kizumonogatari uh, trilogy, but also the this uh, this Lupin movie trilogy. Yeah. Um, and with this, uh, I w- I would love now that you're coming to the end of the uh, your movie quest here. Uh, after next episode, I'd like to do your favorite movies, your best recommendations, and then obviously since you've watched like every <laughs> Lupin movie uh and we love Lupin on this cast we sure we're do. all Lupin fans I'd like to hear your um like a top five Lupin movies uh in your opinion of course of course yeah no definitely do uh, that for another one and then we'll think of another Tory topic for you to do every episode <laughs> I I think I have one in mind but well I'll discuss that at a later point uh yeah. yeah the only thing that's a little bit annoying because obviously Takeshi Koike has uh, announced the third installment in this series, which is uh, Fujigomina's Lies, or the right. Lies of Fujigomina, which I sadly won't get to on this quest because it won't be out. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> but I, you bet your ass that as soon as as soon as I can, I'm watching that too. Well, I but mean, like, we can we can all watch it. Yeah, it'll be a fun. It'll be a fun discussion. Uh, Fujigomina and also, especially yeah. because it, it, instead of people. Getting chopped down and showing the bones, they they will show another type of bone in a Fujiko minute uh, movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you can, we'll I, I have we'll high expectations. Get, for get a different Mini. kind of bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, but like, by the get... trailers, yeah, I, I've watched the trailers of Goemon. It looks really awesome, but mm. Iron Age Star, the the love. I know, I know, Lupin, <laughs> you need to watch it without any. You know, goal in mind to just watch Lupin because it is fun to watch. Mm. Uh, but I feel like with the movies, I'll love uh, to make the you know, all uh, the cinematography of Lupin. That would take a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, and you, I, I come to you. At, at least we have a Lupin movie special coming out uh, soon. Uh, we're gonna do soon, so at, at least it will be a start. <laughs> yeah. Nah, like I just also just I just want to end it with one thing. I will say this: the story in this movie is kind of weak. Just because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to overhype it too much. It is very straightforward. Well, action uh, movie. That's, yeah, exactly. That's it, it is an action movie. It is very weak and it is kind of uh, cliche in a lot of ways. But it is, it is one of those things. Was like 
you watch this for the action, right? You watch this because you want to see fucking Goemon slice the head off of like fucking three Yakuza dudes and uh, ones chopping people's arms off, fucking or going up against this bear of a man who seems nigh indestructible. <laughs> it's uh, it's not so much because you're sitting there going, oh, that is a really interesting plot twist. There are no plot twists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, very James Bond like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that. Is, that is, I mean, you could put that stamp on like uh, you could put that stamp. Fuck it, I keep switching it to Norwegian. Uh, you could put that uh, stamp on like pretty much all of Lupin. It is of very Lupin. James Bond inspired. Very James. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. How about Boy and the Beast? Boy Just and the Beast. <clears throat> okay, so Boy and the Beast is. Uh, that's the uh, fucking oh my god, Mamoru Oshii. Mamoru Oshii. That's the one uh, movie that I said that I still had to watch, and uh, yeah, it's a it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's uh... the ending is very Mamoru Oshii like. Right? It is very Mamoru Oshii like. It is very self contempt with what happened. <laughs> yeah, done. It's like wait. Done? What do you mean done? It's like, and they they lived happy, like a yeah. happy life in Japan. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> what conclusion bit... is that? <laughs> I, I I like what they did. I like you know, I like the main character finding himself, uh, trying to find himself. You know, going through hard times, trying to find himself, learning to be stronger. I I like all of these things. I also like the you know, the shock elements in when they start to you know add in the whole like. Uh, void and like dark feelings and whatnot that they did for the characters uh it's a plot like since uh then kind of goes to the uh beast world uh for so yeah sorry finds his way to the beast world uh they're like they believe that humans will eventually like become evil uh consumed by desire and turn evil so uh i kind i like the whole thing that that the, that evolves into but then, like Hickey said, it kind of eventually just turns into... And then they solved it. And then everyone lived happily ever after. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was good up until Apple, but it's like, it, really? No, no, it's <laughs> it's a good movie. It's just very self-contained. Yeah. <laughs> very <It's> Mamoru Oshii. Like, <laughs> fucking, like, pat on the back. Like, we did it, boys. And like, what? Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, sure, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, I'm, fucking... I'm glad you liked it. It's yeah. it's a fun movie. It is. It is. Like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I've disliked any uh, Mamoru Oshii movies. It is... Uh, Mamoru Oshii. What the fuck am I on about? Mamoru Hosoda. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've disliked the Mamoru Oshii movie either. But Mamoru Hosoda was the one I'm talking about this time. I don't think I've disliked any of his movies that I've seen. But it's like... I wasn't saying anything on total purpose <laughs> about him messing up the names. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It happens. I was just sitting here drinking my scotch. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> it, it happens. They're both called Mamoru. Basically, all Japanese look the same. Okay. <laughs> oh god <laughs> let's fix this with racism let's get the superior uh, genetics over here <laughs> whoa that's not cool <laughs> oh that's where across the line was the Nazi reference <laughs> yes that's right anyways that was my movie updates I don't really have anything else to say alright oh with that I'll play the drop and we can move on Hickey, what? You know what? Fuck it, Lupin drop. 
After talking to loop after talking Lupon, how could we not play a Lupon drop? That's right. Alright, so episode fifty. Let's stay in the mainstream here. This is Jadine Hickey's Mangamon will check out. New this is our recurring segment. It's not not new anymore. <laughs> I was about to point that yeah. out. You keep writing new. I don't yeah. I don't talk I don't say the word new for like the past <laughs> what? Ten casts <laughs> since the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is where each episode we highlight a manga, manhwa, or webtoon, where we read the first volume or a certain amount of chapters. Then we give our impressions. This is our tenth checkout. This is over the webtoon Unordinary. This was uh, my choice. I wanted to do something really popular. Stay in the mainstream for this uh, for this special episode. It's a webtoon written and illustrated by Uruchan. Released in 2016, it's ongoing. It's one of the most popular webtoons out there. It always seems to uh, make the top five. I've never read it, and I thought, what better what better time than the present? Uh, the summary, I had to take this from Webtoon, even though it is on uh, Anime Planet, but there is no uh, summary. Uh, or, no, there is a summary, but it was, I didn't like it. So, nobody paid much attention to John. Just a normal teenager at a high school where the social elite happened to possess unthinkable powers and abilities. So yes, it's a superhero type show. Or a webtoon. Uh, but John's got a secret past that threatens to bring down the school's whole social order and much more. Fulfilling his destiny won't be easy though because there are battles, frenemies, and deadly conspiracies around every corner so hickey what were let's, your thoughts let's start with the word frenemies uh <laughs> please never say that again uh you don't like you don't like frenemies i, I don't like the word frenemies it, it sounds like a teenager girl or would say and regardless <laughs> i don't know i think it really fits a good chunk of what unordinary entails. I don't think anyone is friends with anyone that show. Uh, uh, okay, like, well, all right. That's, you, um... you know, they, they explain it. They explain, like, oh, if you have compatible powers or, like, your power level is uh, close to, to another person, you, you will get along because of that. Not because, you know, friendship is awesome. <laughs> so I don't think... In, you know they should they kind of show it with my character that uh, becomes uh, an ordinary person. Uh, people are not friends with each other. Uh, regardless, uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed this one. Uh, feels very amateur. Let's pull that out of the window. Uh, but it it doesn't hurt the, the webtoon uh, because the author Uru she knows her boundaries, the boundaries of her talent and skills. She understands very well uh, the fundamentals of getting a story and a storytelling. That's why she doesn't try to force anything she cannot do, like some authors out there like to do. Uh, she understands how the characters work, they are well built, and she never tries to do... Again, she never tries to do something... That will either lock the story in the future, and she will have to pull it out, pull out some dumb shit to explain what is going on. It happened once only. Uh, 
uh, and yeah, I say that very good storytelling. I kind of don't like the power limitation thing. Uh, let's put it like that because what do you what mean? happened is, I mean that there's when you, when you do superpowers or superhero shows, uh, okay. you need to limit the powers, right? Uh, if you have or you have the thing we don't like with Isekai right now, where the characters are so powerful and the power balance goes out of the window because the guy uh, only needs yeah. to breathe. It's not even Isekai, it's Shonen in general tends yeah, to, as soon as yeah. it hits that level of power, it start, your suspension of disbelief and just enjoyment plummets because everyone's, yeah, yeah. everyone's too powerful, it doesn't match the universe, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but to combat that you can have limitations you can put limitations on those i i believe the best kind of li limitation is an individual limitation and i believe in our uh media the media we like i think the best one made so far is darker than black each individual has an individual power and an indi individual limitation to that power uh other ways is making a more broad limitation just like she chose to do here and i have a, a few problems with it it's a case a case system uh yep but it's not in the sense of a case system because you don't have let's say mystical beliefs on the people condition it's a power condition and very it's very authoritarian mm -hmm. you don't do bad shit because you know the person above you can blow your head off. <laughs> and you probably won't be able to blow their head off like in a normal cat season. And I, I have a problem with that because I went to college and studied those kind of things, right? And it's my it's my academics specialization. It is the, the I gotcha. So yeah, it's the social and constitutional tissues of society. And that creates a lot of problems with the the time as the time progress you have problems in the tissue the social the social the social tissue of the the world she built uh, you start to see some ripples of that because since you have a case system based on power and authoritarianism every single member of a sad class is inside of a bubble and inside of that bubble they express the all like the almighty powerful uh, beings they are and their authoritarianism the problem is with bubbles is one day they burst right yeah and with this show the problem is when they burst you either have a character feeling very either downplayed scared all the time or they are just dicks or <laughs> the contrary they were dicks and they try to be cool again like, be a cool person, but that makes them only sound more like a dick. <laughs> Are you referring to Arlo in this case? You have Arlo, you have Arlo. Uh, Laser Guy. I think you're not in that bar yet. Uh, some some stuff happened. But, okay. you know, regardless, uh, after after the point you are, I believe, he, the, the Laser Guy who almost blew, uh, blew jo John's head off, at some point, he starts. Oh to, no, I'm past that. Yeah, I'm, he I'm he, he starts to to act like a good guy, but he feels like he's a dick. <laughs> everyone everyone looks like a dick 
because um, of that. It's not people who are. It's not a. Uh, it it doesn't seem like a social condition, up that was bestowed upon them. You know, it just like people are dicks all the time. <laughs> what I what I liked about this was I I agree. It's it's simplicity is its strength, and that has a lot to do with the author knowing uh, her boundaries. Um, I like the twist on. Unordinary being the fact that our main character doesn't have powers. Or at least that's what we're supposed to believe, right? Yep. Uh, almost immediately we... Uh, I believe it's the third chapter. It's immediately. Um, there's the illustration that everyone with powers' eyes glow. And we see his eyes glow in the third chapter. I mean, that's just very apparent immediately... So there's a lot of immediate hints throughout the show, throughout the the webtoon, and as you progress through the story, these hints become more and more apparent, and I quite like that. Uh, so we have a society based on the power hierarchy. It's not so much society has rules; it's just who's ever the strongest makes the rules, right? Yeah. Um, and. Within this, we have uh, subplots developing. We have an evil enemy slash organization. Not quite sure yet. There's 150 chapters. Uh, Hickey, you've you've completely caught up to recent. I'm over 100 in. So we, we know a lot that has been revealed. And nothing surprises you, but you do like the reveals. At least that's my take on it. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes, yes. Like I said, uh, a... The complexity of a story, I said that, that multiple times, the complexity of a story is not much in the story itself, but in the storytelling. The storytelling needs to be deep, or deep enough to the simple story you're trying to tell. The story here is fairly simple. It's very planned out, it's nicely planned out, and the only thing you need to do with the story is follow up. The storytelling, right. it is deep enough or to the story it is trying to tell. So you have John, you discover John, uh, John, you know, John condition. You understand why he doesn't, uh, he wants to be a powerless person, or at least looks like, look like one. Right. You understand that fairly. And I like John because of that, because he's, he has an individual limitation to his power. It's John, John is a character. Now, uh, there, there have been a few instances of, the character names that are quite funny. Yes, uh, John's look, look, father. Look, look. John's father is unordinary, and what what this means in this world is you're powerless. You are one of the few that has no powers. Cripple. You're and they call them just straight up. You're a cripple, you're and they cripple. bully the piss out of you because you are the lo you are the lowest person in the caste system, right? And people treat each other based on their power levels, essentially. If you have a weak power, you're a weak person, there's nothing you can do about it, and the people of higher power will proceed to uh, just beat you down, right? It's, um, yeah. it, it's exactly what... it's. Imagine the world of My Hero Academia... But everyone is... Everyone has the mentality of what you think... Uh, 
a society would react if everyone had superpowers, which I, you know, in a lot of ways, I like this more than My Hero Academia. With yeah, the, it, with the, it looks, it, it's, it's, it looks it's, more it's, like Vigilante, uh, My Hero Academia Vigilante. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's of that. It, it almost mm. brings a sense of reality to it. Like, yeah, I believe this is how people would react in this case, right? Yeah, yeah. If society we, was like this. We talk a little bit off uh, recording, like, this looks like 19... A lot of, like, 1984, where you are bound to a society. You cannot think one way. Uh, and you start to look around and see if someone, if you met eyes with someone. And through their eyes, uh, see if they think the same thing you're thinking. Right, yeah. And also, because you, you have a, a banned book, it reminds me a lot of Fahrenheit. We could oh, I, I know that. I know that sense. Okay. Yes, yes. You, you haven't read Fahrenheit, but <laughs> you understand. I, I know. A, I, I know could... a little bit about what Fahrenheit's about. I I wasn't sure if you were referencing. Yeah, I could go uh, with a real life thing, but uh, let's not, you know, do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it sounds like Fahrenheit, and that's good for the story and storytelling. The the, the, the social tissue I was talking about is good to the story in that sense. Right, because you see the ripples you start to appear when pe- when you we start to understand what is going on with this book and what's going on with John, and also you know the 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 weird gang that is going around, yeah, uh, the people trying to act as superheroes, uh, those are ripples in the social tissue that lead leads up if you don't solve them in a way or another. Or you either accept them or eradicate them. If you don't do that, you have a institutional rupture. Everything becomes soup. Let's just say that. And you yeah, don't want it's very, things... it's very interesting. It really draws me into uh, yeah, the, the societal hierarchy of it all. Uh, what makes John so special as a character and how how he's written is he's not your typical. Well, let's call it anime hero uh, he's, he's an hero. anti-hero i think not even an anti-hero i like to see him as the rightful villain he it, sure it seems that, that it, way like, it he, is he that see, kind of seems like, like a tale of two characters right he's, he's a villain but you can disagree with him most of the time oh like, yeah there's, there's one character with blue hair he just beats her up and she never does anything she just complains it's the only, it's like it's the only instance where John looks like a dick because you know the the girl has like uh, cure powers and she's like why that is why this is happening why this shouldn't be happening John just slaps her and then she's like you slap me he slaps her again he's like do your fucking job that's the only part where John actually feels like a dick. <laughs> well, John, the the way that uh, this I do commend. Um, the author for this because i haven't read a lot of stories where the character of john has hardcore mental issues just ridiculous where he's scarred from his past so much that he just can't help himself right yeah like like i said the limitations to his power are individual or the psychological yeah i really like uh, trauma that get the problem is the other people, they are stuck in the social tissue mentality. And while it works to the to a point where, where we go to the book and ideals and, uh, you know, how society works, it is very bad to the power balance and limitations. Because at some point, you get stuck inside of a bubble. 
after John like start going into his crusade against uh, people hurting got the name uh, people hurting Serafina uh, well you could just say Sarah it's fine Sarah just put that out of the way the characters and names could feel like 2000, 2010's Tumblr uh, so <laughs> yeah yeah John's father is WH Doe so the His main name character's name John in the story is John Doe, Doe. Uh, uh, there is an enemy that they're trying to ser- search out at one point called Waldo and then there's a line that leads to where's Waldo <laughs> yeah Uh, it's very it's very uh it's 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 not i wouldn't say cringy but it's funny it's definitely comical i mean (laughs) a little bit more of a work in the names (laughs) just just thinking it's just like uh, you should try a little bit harder regardless uh you get stuck into a bubble of the high tier people yeah because of, of the the kind of society you're seeing uh, Why don't you want to be part of this caste system? It is your responsibility to be part of this caste system? We can't, we can't out you because of your caste, because of the caste system. You're weaker now, so now you're further down in the caste system automatically, and everyone will treat you as such. All these things just come together in a nice little spider web that all makes sense. Nothing's so complex that you start getting that you start poking holes in it. Everything's yeah, revealed yeah. in a way that it's it's Tori. I really think you'd like this. Yeah, I maybe the, would. Like I said, the, the biggest problem is when you're transitioning between those bubbles, because inside of those bubbles, people think they are invincible. Yes, but until the they're is, put, they in are. Their they place. are still. They are still in the cased system of power, and there will be a bigger shark in the ocean to bear them, and to kill them or eat them, whatever. That's a big problem, because at some point, the ripples in the society uh, tissue, they are so big, it's hard to ignore, and those bubbles, they, they, those bubbles start to burst. Well, when, they, when you come back, when you, 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 you're kind of in an... this logic of the high tier, and the, the high tier limitation is the almighty fucking awesome I, I, I get i get what you're saying and the bubble is going to burst at some point but it is already like it, it burst well it's already bursting serafina yeah when serafina that thing happens to serafina and you come back down to those uh bubbles and you see how the mentality of people uh acting that so it's not well, it's actually done, it's, a, done really it's not well, actually though. a power limitation there's no really a power limitation so when if if two bubbles are colliding colliding with each other, you see the power limitations. If they are not, if they are alone, uh, you see, you don't see any limitations anymore. Because again, we are talking about people with powers. Your power can be just shine your hands like like you you you're basically a human London, uh, <laughs> but you still you still have powers, right? If you are right. inside of the bubble, there are no limitations at all. The problem is, since you've seen how the power case works and you see how those things are, you outside kind of burst the bubble when you start to look at the characters just like I, I see or just like John sees. John doesn't see people as, a, as the fruit of a society that led them to those kind of uh, thoughts. They see everyone as a fucking dick. 
an ass and they should be punished for that yeah i re- you start, I, I, you I really start enjoy to feel John's... like that and i think that is bad in the sten- in the sense of power limitations in case systems of the society that was built in the other hand with the superheroes and how people perceive the book written by john's father that is very good right right yeah no uh john's john's mental state is a breath of fresh air uh even from a shonen perspective um or even a story perspective because this kid the, this this kid was beaten down and he was really young uh events happen and that leads to his current mental state and uh what i really like is when he puts on his normal personality right let's call it that there's white text but in his inner monologue or when uh, he's pissed off, sure, it becomes a sure, black text. Are you sure the, the, the black bubbles are not his real personality? <laughs> well, that's that's where it, that's where the story kind of flips. Like, is is it a facade? Is that who he is? Is that's who he's trying to be? You know, not to reveal too much there. Uh, but the but the difference between the white and black text, I really like. It's a really nice touch. Yeah. Uh, yeah between John's character and even when he kind of goes off the rails. Uh, there are things that make you uncomfortable, but that really just adds to his character, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm very like you can kind of see where it's going. Like, will he say this at one point? Uh, how will it bite him in the ass? Because it it will it will happen, right? Yeah, uh, of course. His father already, you know, gave. Yeah, the, I mean, the warning's the already line. been there, right? Yeah. yeah, he's like, you stop fucking lying. <laughs> like I get it. His father just goes, "Look, I used to be able to help him. Now he's out of my control, but I can still try and give him advice." And just that one moment of John's father being there, uh, I, I really enjoyed because uh, yeah. his father is powerless, just like John. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a, a. I don't have a problem with except well, except the name. I don't have a problem with. John. Yeah, well, the name's a different story, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't really have a problem with John, and he's his particular story with Sarah, my problem really lays down into how the the power limitation in case the system was uh, per- perceived. I believe it was perceived in a very innocent way. Let's pull like that. I disagree with and, that because there's that subplot that will turn it on its heels. Yeah, I know. But like, I think when, when the idea come to be, the, the problems I pointed out weren't in you know, in question, especially the problems I pointed out are more like, oh, I, I went to university and this is my academic speciality. So I'm analyzing it probably <laughs> way more than a normal person would. Right. So I believe it when they say it was, oh, it was, a, it was very innocent. It was a innocent way of doing things. I still think is a, is a good, is a good idea. I just believe that I'm talking now as a specialist and it flicks me like it, it, it really gets to me because of that. But aside that, yeah, it's cool. The, the, the biggest problem to a normal person, not a specialist in the, in those kind of studies would see is like I said, perceiving everyone as a dick, not as a fruit of society or, (laughs) you know, built to be that or, or taught to think that way. No, just, humans are dick and if you give them power they would just be dicks 
Unless there's someone with more power than them to punch them or something or slap yeah, them in the face. I saw a lot of similarities just in like a school hierarchy with uh, Girls of the Wilds, and that's why I recommend it to you, Tori. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, the, it, it the has a lot of similarities is... in its in its story structure, but because of its simplicity and how strong that is, I think I I, I think you might like this more. I mean, that, yeah, that's not the, impossible. In, <laughs> yeah, in Girls of the Wild, you, you also have the kind of the power case, but in Girls of the Outer Wild, people like try, you know, <laughs> and that's why that's why I said that's why people there you don't have the bubbles because people try. They want to be strong. This one. People don't really try that much. It's so like if some some they're some so power beaten pro- down all the time. They yeah, they're, if, it's, they're, they they don't try, all, right? Yeah, it's a different so world. Like, that's why they they keep being encapsulated in those bubbles. And once you go down from the high tiers to the middle tiers or the low tiers, you pass through the bubbles and you burst them. <laughs> and you see people as oh well, they're just a bunch of dicks. All right, but again. It is an exception. Like I said at the beginning of the cast, I feel like I'm a, an exception in a lot of things. This might be one because it is my specialization in college. Right. <laughs> Regardless, I am God. I am God. I now, become. Now, I am uh, become just, the, just to finish this off, uh, I think Hickey and I both uh, recommend this webtoon highly. Yes. Uh, what did you think of the Clockwork Orange moment? Which one? Where uh, we find out a little bit of John's past, and he kind of has to go into this three-month hiatus. Like like I said before, I don't have a problem with his story. I think it's good. His power limitation is very good. I I hoped everyone had a power limitation like that. (laughs) Sarah Sarah had one with with her mother, but whatever. (laughs) Well, she's kind of breaking through in boundaries, and events happen, and she's... uh, It's it's a... I like I like where her is go where her story is going, yeah, and yeah. it clashes with John's uh, in a lot of ways. It, it makes for a good good duo dynamic and story progression because you just want to know when when multiple events are gonna uh, collide, right? But I I want to know your thoughts. Uh, this this part hit me a lot was where because I don't know maybe I maybe it's because I I went through something similar in my life not to obviously that extent but. Uh, <laughs> Someone tried to, I, yeah, to yeah, beat right. you. Well, betrayed you. Well, no, I, I like when he uh, has to go through this three month thing. Yep. With with uh, the authorities, let's call it. And it's it reminded me a lot of Clockwork Orange and similar events yeah, I had to go through in my life. Yeah, the rehabilitation. Yeah, rehabilitation. Thing. Soci- societal. Re, uh, yeah, societal rehabilitation. What did you What did you think of that? Because the more, I don't know if they're gonna explore more about like what went down there, but enough was revealed where I'm just like, holy shit, <laughs> society. Well, I mean, more fucked up than I thought. He it really it how do we put that? It created uh, worse things than <laughs> it, it intended. Yeah, uh, it really messed him up bad. At, at least in Clockwork Tower, <laughs> the guy, when he's out, he's like, I am happy again. <laughs> in this, Society in is one, fantastic. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm gonna get a job. <laughs> uh, it's in, in John's case, it's 
he doesn't accept it because of the and like the, I guess this is the only moment I can I can give you that or okay. I can give the author that as well. Although I don't think she'll ever listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Aruchan, if you're listening. Pour <laughs> <laughs> uh, more scotch with give, that, by the way. I can give you that. Is that because he was raised in such a logic of if people with power has all the rights and they are always correct, when he's faced with the, the shock treatment of seeing what he was doing through the eyes of other people or through his own eyes, it creates a bigger conflict, bigger inner conflict that extends through a lot of times, especially when he decides to use his powers and he sees the, the, the people he hurt a lot uh, in, his, in, in front of him, uh, things like that. That's why I, I believe it, it created uh, a worse being than it was intended to. It, it was intended to correction as a correction, but it created a far more violent John. And we in, see that. Instead of, John doesn't instead go of him just living like, with his mistake, now he's now he's been kind of brainwashed and conflicted. And it's, yeah, it's making, yeah, it's, it's creating a monster. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, you know. Uh, oh, it's fine. He went to rehabilitation and he cannot use his powers like 100% because of that. But he became more violent. Because he it is a conflict not because he thinks he's a bad person or, or anything he did was bad. It is an inner conflict because he believes strong people can do anything. Even yeah, now, though now the, he the, does. The officer says, <laughs> yeah, even though he the officer says, oh, uh, you can be all powerful, but the law will be, you know, over you. Uh, that is true to our society, but not so much in that society. And so he's yeah, like, well, as, as we've seen from uh, the Waldo little, little yeah. uh, contained arc. Uh, I, I think my least favorite was, has definitely been the uh, inserting of the character. I think her name is Reina, uh, becoming a superhero. I don't. That's why I'm people, not. Well, that that I'm I said. Not totally. Like, people look like that. dicks all the fucking time because of that. You know, the almighty, all powerful being deciding, oh, I, and now I'm humble because I read a book and yeah, right. I'll, I'll go beat up people because I'm the strongest. It didn't change. <laughs> <laughs> the logic didn't change at yeah. all. And you see and you see how people actually look upon people stronger than them and you know it it, le it leads to a number of uh, different mentalities uh which I really enjoy. Um yep, yeah. I guess there, my, I mean my we can keep thing, talking about least, Yeah, my listening job about thing this is for a long time. There's not a lot of rape. I believe it should should it should have a lot of rape in that kind of society. Ooh. But again, I'm I'm talking about it as a specialist. Again. Yeah, like, yeah. A specialist no, in what? I, I... In, in studying loss. <laughs> and, dealing, and dealing with actual real rape, uh, as I did in my internship. And the logic of power is very like a present. Scotch in... with that comment, because you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah the, it just sounds kind of bad to is... leave it at, I'm a specialist. Yeah. I'm a specialist <laughs> in rape. <laughs> 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 and the logic of power is very present, especially 
in cults, let's put it like that. There's a lot of things that happen like that. The all-powerful being, uh, being like the leader of a cult, for example, they will often indulge in uh, sexual things you shouldn't do with other human beings. I'm not even talking about rape or say, but other other things you, you shouldn't you shouldn't do uh, with anyone except the person who really really likes it. <laughs> do you so, think eventually yes. the topic of rape will be brought up in unordinary? No, because there was a a happening in the show that would definitely be a good excuse for rape and John going crazy and she didn't do it, so I don't believe so. Okay. Uh may I wouldn't be shocked if in time this does occur. Like like, like let's say it follows the characters through through into an older age. Um right now, no. Uh however it's it's because the show shows a lot of it's not a or the show the webtoon is not afraid of of showing us uh there is no gender difference right yeah at all i mean there's only the powerful there's only <laughs> there's only the powerful and the weak right it doesn't matter if you're yeah. a man or a woman i mean that much is very clear uh in multiple instances uh the part that made me uh kind of cringe but i also understood because of the character development was John freaking out on this one chick. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, he beats yeah, women, no, he, beat the shit out of him. Very, he's very violent. He, he's well, not satisfied. Well, I mean, like, we, we've seen multiple beating... instances of, you know, one, two, three women just beating the shit out of him. And then the one instance, it's, it's funny how the mind works and, and just, you and I, just society in general and wh- how we viewpoint things. I saw one, two, three women beat up John, like, break his arm, uh, show him no mercy, but then as soon as the f- the script is flipped, I'm just going, oh, shit, you've gone too far, bro. <laughs> no, like... <laughs> Even though it, the society show like, I should be looking at it from, from the perspective of their society where, yeah, okay. It shouldn't matter, right? You should well, really I mean, it, look at if, the, you, uh, if you true really want to ask quality. me, I, I will abstain <laughs> saying if it happens or if if should happen or not because I advoc I advocate for the equality of genders mm-hmm. in all means. <laughs> uh, we saw it, it, we guys. saw it in Girls more, of the Wilds as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more like. John is very. It it comes back to the training, the the re, re, rehabilitation of John, uh, because again he's in that logic of power, and he doesn't believe what he he did was bad, but his memory right. and mind thinks thinks it was. How do you think someone with that conflict will, would resolve any inner conflict by asserting his ways and the his thinking his yeah. mentality and john does that by violence people beat I, I, john and i like, like how this all course, was spurred on like, of course uh, like they, they break an arm it's even even like it's very bad like people break arms they do pranks they be actually beat up him but john he goes around beat up people he breaks almost breaks necks he opens uh bullet wounds on people 
he breaks both legs. <laughs> when the person is down, bleeding down, he just he's even he's keep keep kicking the person. An who's extra bleeding good now kick just like, to break a few, <laughs> yeah, to break a few ribs or something like that. It is. It is not that he's violent. Violent. He is violent because that's the way he 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 found to assert that what he thinks is the right thing. It's it's uh, it's good. So, yeah, Joan is a very good character. The biggest problem is people uh, looking like dicks. If you studied <laughs> society, political science, sociology, you probably think like me because of the the, the social tissue that was. Have have I ever mentioned I have a major in in uh, anthropology? Yes. Okay. And you didn't come to the same conclusion as as I did. I, but well, I, but I have, not to the same have, extent. Yeah, no. but I have law, so like <laughs> you're looking at it from yeah, you're looking at it from a different perspective as me for sure. Definitely, but uh, yeah, and you know if you listened to us and liked it, when you look up the webtoon and also liked it, remember Uruchan is American, so you can go to Instagram and Twitter and send her a message saying I really liked your. Things now, yeah. I, I will assert my dominance with uh, <laughs> beating up people on the streets. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I live in Brazil, so that's kind of that kind of happened from time to time. But, <laughs> I, you know, Brazil, this is normal. You've inspired normal. me to attra- attain true strength. <laughs> Not normal. I'd say it's normal, but oh, man. it happens. All right. Uh, we, 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 I think this is the longest webtoon, uh, we've spoken about on the cast. Uh, I really enjoyed this. If, uh, you enjoyed it, like Hickey said, uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter, Redley Fretricast, Apple and JD, uh, Tori Hickey, plug your, uh, Twitter accounts right now so people can hit us up more often, uh, than not. <laughs> at Tori RLR. At Mighty Hickey. There we go. All right. You can also find them in the description of every episode below. And uh, with that, let's get on to our uh, our topic. Holy crap. We've uh, we've taken forever here. This is a fun cast. Let's go. Uh, what? You know what? I'm going to play uh, this one. Okay. Uh, as I'm making my notes here. Whew. <laughs> Talking about fun casts. Talking about fun casts, indeed. Um, so, with episode 50, want to do something special. So, this is a big milestone. Uh, obviously, not for the Redley Fretcher cast as a whole. We've done well over 150 episodes to date. Um, but for the anime cast, we've made it to episode 50. Uh, and running bi weekly, that means we've been going uh, quite a long time. Uh, I believe. Two years. June. Huh? Uh, I, I believe the anime cast is now at two years. Yeah, we totally Man. skipped our anniversary. Regardless. No, no, no. I, I believe June 1st, uh, this is the date we're recording here, uh, this is our two-year anniversary episode as well. Really? Did, did you yeah. just oh my date God. us, JD? God. That was, they, and that wasn't planned. <laughs> it we wasn't planned. We were supposed to do this uh, a week ago. <laughs> that is true. It wasn't nothing. I, I, really? June 1st? <laughs> I don't know it's, our anniversary. <laughs> no, it's, it's, to be honest, I don't either. I think we skipped our first anniversary as well without <laughs> really talking about it. So, hey. 
<laughs> uh, kinda. I'm gonna du- I'm gonna double check what our first episode was uh, for anime. Yeah, regardless, going uh, on you- with our mainstream topics and talking about fun casts and anniversaries. June twelfth was our very first episode, but we recorded uh, a week before that, I believe. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, next week. Yep, next week. Nice. All right, this became our anniversary Yay! <laughs> podcast. Yay! Happy birthday to that. Happy birthday to us. I'm getting I'm getting Happy smashed with a cold. This is quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing this. I'll be doing this in 2 weeks for the hentai episode. Hooray! <laughs> mm. oh, this is my second glass by the way. I don't think you're supposed to drink scotch by the glass, but it's happening. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, th- this is a, this is a recounting of our our favorite shows, our favorite cast, maybe our favorite topics uh, that we've done. Uh, I wrote down my top three, uh, kind of what uh, just my favorite episodes we've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want to bring up the Sailor Moon episode. Uh, oh, don't I, worry, I, I could... made I made a highlight list. You made so... a highlight list. Well, Hickey, yeah. why don't you why don't you uh, run down? Uh, what we're gonna do list? here? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, the first one this is, is a celebration, future, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Future Boy Conan, very fun cast to make, very fun show as well. Mm. Second one, Bad Labor with Bacon from Nerdon and Other Nonsense, also very fun and very good movies as well. I, w- I want to talk about the Future Boy Conan cast actually. <laughs> God damn it, Jamie! We got, we got slow down, one. <laughs> slow down with the with the booze. Well, no, just just real quick. Um, in high, like I enjoyed the cast a lot because Future Boy Conan's one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like how with our former host Joe, bring him up uh, with the Evangelion. When you cover a show that's one of your favorites of all time, you always seem to have regrets after the cast, right? Yeah. Hickey, you brought you brought it up as you know one of one of our best episodes, right? Yeah, uh, and fun. I I think we talk a little bit about animation as well and animation techniques in the middle of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very very fun. Yeah, uh, personally, I I have a little regret with the episode because I felt like I didn't do the show enough justice because of how much I love it and how much I think it deserves high praise. Uh, I think I was too I was too uh, reserved in my review of it. Uh, yeah, there's negatives in the show, but because I love it so much and I respect it so much, um, like if I was to redo an episode, I think that would be my pick. Even though when I was editing it and re-listening to it, it was it, it is one of our our best ones. But from me, from my perspective of how I reviewed the show, I think I didn't do it enough justice. Okay, see, I I, I get you. I just the only kind of thing I wanna I wanna go in it because as you said it is one of your favorite shows, and uh, I will go on record. I've said it to these guys before, but I will now go on record say that no matter what, I will never do a podcast on my favorite anime. I refuse because I'm gonna hate it. Not because I can't <laughs> talk about my show because I love it, but because I hate what it turns into. I've tried to record make a video about my favorite show. I wrote a script. It was almost 5,000 words long. I read it again. I hate it. I can't stand it. I don't think I get my points across at all in it. And that's kind of the problem. I love it too much. I feel like I can't do it justice. I, no matter what I say, I feel like I'm like, 
I feel I'm just there like, am I hyping it too much up? No, I'm not going hard enough. Am I though? Should I go back here? Should I do this? Should I do that? Like it, it feels weird, right? Because no one's gonna have nobody else is gonna have my experience with with this show, right? Right. So I feel like I want to get my experience out there, but I also have there's also this like thing it was like. If you just start praising and praising and praising something over and over and over, people get tired of it. That's like you yeah, want to hold and that's back why I kind of that's why I kind of took a step back during that episode. Like if I had a redo, I would definitely say more. I think that's where that that's where my regret lies. Mm. No regrets. Uh, no I'll regrets. also never do my favorite show, <laughs> <laughs> and that won't be a regret. Also. Fuck you, Tori. You can talk about Lupin every single fucking episode, so it doesn't matter. It's not really my favorite matter. show. <laughs> I know, but it's It's, it's definitely one of your favorite series of all time. Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah. No, fuck. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy the shit out of it. But it's and not I my love favorite Lupin show. <laughs> like, if I, if, I, if I was to rank a top ten, uh, which we gotta do at some point, I've gotten tons of emails. Uh, not, we haven't been getting the hate mail like we used to when we first started. Damn. Which I'm very shocked proof. about. Because uh, because uh, bringing oh, up the Sailor Moon it. episode right fast, uh, <laughs> that was one of our first episodes. I believe it was what episode five or something. Mm, so bad. Uh, it was episode six. Um, we got so much hate mail just from that episode alone <laughs> that we had to do a hate mail episode, <laughs> which was really funny to re- reread uh, on the cast. Um, I don't think we'll be doing that again. But it was funny regardless. Uh, the 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 emails that we usually get revolve around what are what are our favorite and top anime of all time. So I think slowly but surely, one of our podcasts oh. we're gonna make a conglomeration <laughs> episode of our. I don't think we're gonna make a, you know the whole every podcast and every YouTuber that involves anime. Everyone makes like a top 10 or top 50. I think we're going to make a conglomeration, uh, kind of like a point space system of kind of the Redleaf Retrocast's top 25. Okay. And we'll just kind of run down the list. Mm-hmm. And just allow me to use this moment to, if you are at all interested in <laughs> in this, <laughs> if you want to see what our previous top five of the top five shows we've ever covered on this show uh, or this podcast go. on... Uh, yeah, uh, on an anime we covered on a point space system by the three hosts here. You can check out my my YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash anime top scholar. And uh, you can uh, go back to one of my earlier videos, which is a top five uh, Red Leaf Retrocast uh, anime we have talked about. Yeah, good plug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, segue. you can also find the link in every description of every episode for Tori's YouTube. Uh, but yeah, that that's been most of the emails we've been getting a lot lately. Is uh, they'd like to see a a, a, a conglomerate list uh, from us. So I think that's what we'll uh, we'll do on a future episode. It'll be one of our main topics uh, in between our, our high school stuff. More to the future, <laughs> and Bebop High School anybody. will happen. Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> at some point, it's gonna happen. We just keep pushing it back because we have other things to do. Yeah. Uh, well, now that now that we're on that topic, um, we have uh, from our previous contest one of one of the entry points was to recommend an anime, 
And uh, we've put the top three recommended anime from that list into uh, future casts. So whether it's a year from now, six months from now, it will be done. It's all marked down in our schedule. So, okay, Hickey, let's right. uh, let's let's get back on topic here of the celebration. Right. Celebrate. Where's my scotch? Second one, <laughs> second one, Pat Labor with Bacon from Nerdon and All the Nonsense. Bacon, fellow uh, anime radical. Love that guy. Yeah. Very fun cast, especially talking about the movies, because they have nothing to do with Pet Labor at all. They look more like Ghost in the Shell. That has nothing to do with Ghost in the Shell at all. That's with that Mamoru Oshi guy, right? Yeah, yeah no, you made Mamoru Soda, don't you? Oh, right, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh. Next one, Speed Racer cast. <laughs> the the confusion about if uh, we're the dub and the sub thing. <laughs> My fucking god, I hated that. They were talking about a completely different show than what I watched. Because they watched it dubbed. I did not. No one told me we were watching it dubbed. I just get told these things on the podcast. But that's the beauty of it. Uh, I, th- I I really think we should um, have at least a host. Uh, no, I like kind of what we're doing. But when what I have, I have noticed that whenever a host watched something dubbed over the subbed... Uh, well, I mean, with the 80s stuff, obviously the dub is terrible, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, but in the case of Speed Racer, what made that episode special was... Um, I had never seen the subbed Speed Racer. I've only seen the dubbed. So when I rewatched it on uh, on Hulu, which is where it was at the time... It might still be there, who knows? Uh, for our American audience out there, yes, Hulu has a lot of anime... Uh, including a lot of Funimation shows that are going around right now, so you don't have to spend extra money. Uh, the dubbed version of Speed Racer is what a lot of English speakers are more familiar with, right? And it's infamous for its dub, with its high-speed talking uh, to go with the high-speed chases. Ha 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 ha. But, Tori, when you watched the, the, the subbed, it really brought a new perspective to the show. And I really like that. I think it made it much more entertaining, too. <laughs> I, I, I mean, sure, but it's still that, like, when you guys are trying to explain what's happening and I'm just there. And I'm, yeah, so <laughs> we meet these characters and they're named this, this, and I'm like, well, of course they have a different name in the dub. And, I was like, and then this happened. And I'm like, was that episode two? Like, no, still, it's like, oh, and then this happened. And then this happened. I'm like... I feel like you guys are like way ahead of me. Where are we? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, what is her name? Like Trixie? And her name in Japanese is like Michiko. Yep. <laughs> and right. like I just do it. Uh, I think I, I drank a little bit that day. And I was like, oh, that's why she has an M in her, <laughs> in her T-shirt and not a T. Oh, that makes so much sense now. <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh, that guess is so dumb. If anyone goes down this list, they will realize both of these guests are just here because they have dumb, fun discussions we had. We Next also did the Idol Master like that cast one. that same episode, which was really <laughs> yes, it was just that was where we didn't finally have a the... topic, and I just start talking about Idol Master. Finally, the mocker- democracy fucking hit. We said that finally. we were going to talk about Idol Master, and we did. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> we 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 warned JD just like he warned us ten minutes before the guest starts. 
Uh, uh, the next one is also a very dumb show where we have a dumb fun time discussing it, which is Dunbine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One of our least downloaded episodes, too. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, I thought, it, I thought it would be in the top one. Guys, you should <laughs> all go first. back and listen to that and watch... Uh, actually, fuck it. Fuck the show. Uh, you should definitely listen to listen to the podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's a uh, it's a silly as hell show. Dumbine is um yeah. Let me... Dumbine, Dumbine is not what you would recommend anyone to watch unless you know you're you sit down unless they have a particular interest in like isekai and they want to see like where it, where it all began in anime at least. Uh, you know, maybe oh, at that point, that sure, back. but uh, it is no longer one of our least downloaded shows. Dun, dun, dun. In March, it got a spike of like three times as many downloads. That was weird. Nice. <laughs> at I, first, it was one of our least downloaded episodes. <laughs> I, I, it, uh, I, I take the blame for that. I, that, that was yeah. me. No, I'm joking. But th- but yeah, that was that was featuring guest brains from the Trash Pandas Watch Anime Podcast, fellow anime radical. Uh, that was a super fun episode. We talked about isekai anime, what we think of it, uh, and none of us like Don Dunbine. Shocking. Even though it's it's no. it's an infamous anime that people always reference as kind of the isekai starters, and um. From a historical sp- perspective, uh, it has its place in anime history, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that show was just so weird with its pacing, where it went. Uh, it- it's definitely an episode to go back and listen to, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mom, Dad, it's me, I'm back. It's a fucking alien, kill it! Oh, God, <laughs> that, that fucking show, ugh. Ugh, very fun. We need to do more infamous and dumb shows, like bad shows. Really, we, um, we need to. I agree. I agree with that, Hickey. We we, we 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 do we do need to watch more just cringe stuff. The uh, yeah, that's why I think that's truly why uh, shows like Two Heart and Psychono are Look. among the top downloaded. That's right. <laughs> of I, I agree because We're definitely... I know what I'm talking about. First uh, of all, I agree with you guys. We definitely should do more Sailor Moon. Oh, the highlight list has Sailor Moon. That uh. guest got me known as the Mexican guy. <laughs> uh, that is that is the cast. That is where the hate mail came from. That that Mexican guy needs to like get off the cast or whatever it was. <laughs> needs to shut up. Even, yeah, even though Hickey, and then, as we and know, then, you're from Brazil, that doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> yes, although I speak Spanish, I don't speak Spanish in the daily life. I just learn Spanish <laughs> because every single country around me speak Spanish, and they are far more cheaper, you know, than my country, so I usually go there to buy stuff. Regardless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, but we need to do more bad shows, but the problem is we are dumb by nature, not, like, dumb, we, we're not smart people, we're just dumb, so shows like Goku, the Midnight Eye, Space Cobra, <laughs> things like that, that should be bad, we just have a blast and just 
have fun cast discussing that. Those, so those we, turn we, out to be the most fun episodes. I, I will yeah. bring up like the 80s OVAs that we have covered on the cast have been my favorite casts. Uh, yeah, like we because we need the cringe stuff. The stuff that we go on my anime list and look at, it's like at one. <laughs> no one likes it. I mean, we'll get to some of them. Uh, I think I think the... Uh, one, <laughs> I always reference it, but our Satoshi Kone episode, I'm sure that's on your highlight list. It is. Uh, the fact that instead of covering something like Perfect Blue or, or some of Satoshi Kone's uh, best works, instead we covered his origins, which was at uh, Elderly Person Zed. The the super bed of death. <laughs> I mean, we did we did cover his other movies as well. But... We did we did we didn't like totally shit on uh, his works. Uh, we we there there was a heated argument in there uh, for sure over uh, some other things. But the I I really liked how we had to review elderly person Zed, probably a work that no one's watched. <laughs> of Satoshi Kone. I think it, I think it, I think it gave him more. More credibility over uh, what he's done, if anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Next one, Excel Saga. Because Excel Saga is a very good... It's it's the anime. This one is not much the cast. It's more of an anime recommendation. Very good. Especially because of the the 80s nods sometime it has. The big shoulder plates and the characters and things yeah. like that. Really, really, really fun anime to watch. Definitely a recommendation. The other one... <clears throat> Belladonna of Sadness, the failed hentai cast, because, you know, we we spent two hours analyzing a weird fucking hentai. <laughs> uh, that is, so, I will just go over our most downloaded episodes, anime episodes of the Red Leaf Retrocast. Number one is Battle Angel Alita. Oh my God. Where we covered the OVA and manga, and that has a lot to do with when the movie came out. Yeah. But we did we did this episode a year before the movie came out, because and it wasn't until the movie the came years, out that the, the downloads years. just ex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't our fault. Okay, we were like, well, the movie's coming out next week, so let's make a cast on it. The movie got delayed by a year, <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's uh, and not only is that the most downloaded anime episode, that is the most downloaded Red Leaf Retrocast episode ever. That includes gaming. That includes wrestling. Uh, it's over. It's well over three thousand downloads. Uh, Damn. yeah. Uh, I couldn't be more excited for it. Uh, and and we regretted. In hindsight, we regretted doing that episode because we did the manga. And that led to uh, a lot of... Some changes. Yeah, that led to a lot of changes through the podcast. But in a lot of ways, it made the podcast better. I mean, I think think generally the biggest gripe I have with that podcast is just the fact that we tried a new format that we'd never done before. Which was we were essentially talking about like, you know... The, the manga and the OVA as well as talking a little bit about our expectations for the movie and whatnot. So it's like, it kind of... At a certain point, I feel like the, the podcast kind of devolves into this. Like, we're talking, like, we're mentioning like, one thing from the OVA before we skip the one thing from the manga. And, then, like, it, 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 it does, at a certain point, it kind of becomes a little bit all over the place, which in hindsight is, like, I feel like we could have done better with. But again, sure. it was it was the first time we we've ever like we've ever attempted this uh, this form uh, like this format. We haven't done it any any other places either. 
But um, as for a comparison, we got a lot of positive feedback on they love the comparison between the two. Mm. Uh, but as for covering a manga at the same time, uh, we definitely learned a lesson in that episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why we now have a segment for it, and it's working fairly well. I, uh, I, you know, Hickey, I love the segment that we're doing with the with the checkout. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's having fun. me discover just don't, just don't a give lot me of... something like an ordinary because I devolve into fucking constitutional laws and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like it. I I, th- I think that's one of our I, best I checkout like discussion I, I am, ever. I'm already working. I don't need more law in my. <laughs> Don't don't put laws in my. But we are we are we are switching back and forth. Tori, I hope you do join us in one of these someday. (laughs) I hope so. But again, uh, exams and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When when you're all past that, I do want to join. I do want to join it in something. Our our second most downloaded episode of the anime cast to this day is still the Mobile Suit Gundam movie trilogy. See, like, I feel like when it comes to like the the things that people like watching or the things that people want to listen to us from, that's like the things that I. I have problems with, and this cast, I don't necessarily have a problem with the cast itself. What I have a problem with is the fact that I had never seen the original uh, Gundam, and uh, JD and uh, Joe, uh, former host, convinced me that it was absolutely fine to just watch the recap movies. You'll get the gist of it, and I, I get the gist of it, but I feel like it is, in its shortened format, Yeah, it is very, very underwhelming. <laughs> well, um... And and that was kind of a uh, universal thought about it, which led to us at the end recommending if you have the time and want to watch the show, right? So uh, that remains one of our most popular episodes. It's number two, and uh, it's it's very well received. It it gets um, consistent downloads every month. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh, and then number three, which. Hickey, you and I, this is one of our shortest anime reviews we've ever done. Every anime review we, we've ever done always goes at least an hour, seemingly, right? Yeah. And this is the only show Tori has ever dropped on the podcast. He's not watched the entire show, and that's Initial D. Yeah. That was a fail. Like, that was a hard fail. It is weird to say it on the list. Is, it is that one uh, piece... I, I'm not an artist, we're not artists, but bear with me. It's that one piece an artist dislikes, and everyone yeah. likes it. <laughs> no, you're right. You're yeah. right. I'm, because in, we, I'm in we total look at agreement. It. Yeah, we look at it, and from time to time you discuss what not to do, and, you know, things like that, and the initial D-cast is like... The initial D-cast and the Battle Angel Alita manga uh, thing are the things that we always keep in mind while while recording or planning new things. Uh, we sometimes try uh, new formats or new segments. They are always there. Like, let's not do like this. Again. Let's yeah. not do this again. Yet the downloads and yeah, feedback yeah, the like, tells oh. us different. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get why it's popular. Initial D does <laughs> still have kind of you know a, a bit of a cult following. It's it's really popular amongst the people who like it. Now, obviously, I'm not into racing anime or racing in general. I'm not even into cars. Uh, so I wasn't expecting to like it. I, my my like of Initial D was mostly hinged on you know what happens outside of the races. Sure, Initial D is absolutely nothing. So that's great. Uh, but yeah, no, well, luckily I, enough, the <clears throat> two seasons after that is OVAs. Yes, very short. But, but yeah, no, but like what I did was I was I ended up dropping it 
at like the halfway point. And uh, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to like stifle the conversation. Uh, so I didn't tell anybody that I had dropped it. And uh, on the podcast, it eventually came to that point where I couldn't really say anymore. Uh, to which I just said that I did I dropped it at this point. Where I feel like we don't really talk about half the show at that point. And then that kind it kind of just cut off. We were like, okay, I guess we're done here then. Which was kind of what I had hoped, which was why I hadn't said anything, because I kind of had hoped to avoid that, but it still ended up happening, which I, I do take responsibility. I should have I should yeah, have I, I should have said something. Like, doesn't, but... <laughs> it doesn't really matter because if the downloads are going well, people actually agree with us that part one and part two, nothing happens at all. <laughs> That's the conclusion of that cast. I, so I if guess, it's going yeah. well, and we have good feedback on it. it, means people like, oh yeah, nothing happens at part one and part two. We can just watch <laughs> half of part one, two or three episodes of part two, and then go to part three when uh, Takumi start liking cars more and he starts studying cars. That's basically it. Good cast. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh. And then uh, number four is our very first episode, Ashita no Joe. Ashita hey. no Joe, as people uh, constantly point to. Um, I mean, that's that's been one of the t- most top downloaded episodes since day one. Uh, I think that makes us all happy when uh, we have an audience that wants to go back and listen to the first one consistently. Uh, that's very nice. I think we did a good job in that first episode. Makes yeah, uh, personally. Cringe. I mean, a little bit awkward, Remember obviously, after this one. You, my you... name makes me cringe so hard. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit awkward Mateos. because, again, it is the first, it is the first podcast we ever did. <laughs> when you do one podcast, you know, it does become kind of like... Uh, or when you do your first podcast, right? For Not for JD, but for me and Hickey and a lot of us, right? So it does become a little bit like you're not sure when to speak. You're not sure what to say a little bit. It becomes a little bit... Oh, so definitely. It's a little, it's a little tried, bit awkward. But, uh, hey, we I try think... using webcams. Uh, everything. Yeah. yeah, we've tried a number of things on this cast, but uh, I, I'm I'm very you know usually people I, I've gone back and listened to the first episode uh, a couple times, and whether it's audio quality or how we're interacting with each other, uh, you guys' first podcast experience. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we we of course we had room from improve room for improvement. Uh, it'd be weird if we didn't, right? Yeah. Uh, but just from how we gelled together and, uh, audience reception and the fact that it's still one of our top downloaded episodes of all time, uh, I have no regrets for it. I really liked it. I think we did the show. I think we did the show credit too. Yes. I agree. Yeah, no, that I did. like the, the first episodes are fun because it's just us being dumb. It's not that we are hosts and we have a segment and thing. No, if, if we were just in in a fucking voice chat in discord talking for eight hours a day and we're like well you know some shit happens and you guys want to talk about that and record sure let's make a little bit short yeah five hours is fine so (laughs) you know it's very organic the beginning is very organic i would love to go back and sometimes we we strike that like the yamato cast or yeah. End of Green Gables. Those are, are the more specific because we're going to talk about them uh, in detail later. But like yeah. sometimes, we, just like we're doing right here, right now, we're just talking. We're just having a good time. We forget about the, the podcast logic and devolve into just a good pause having a talk. Yeah. And that's great in the, the beginning. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're just, we've known each other for a while. We're friends. We talk to each other all the time anyways. We're mm-hmm. recording ourselves now. 
That's really the only difference. <laughs> now we have proofs against us in a, that will yeah. sustain it in a court. And of course, <laughs> and of course, where would we be without number five? And then uh, once you start going out of the the top five, uh, there's a big drop. Uh, Belladonna of Sadness, the hentai episode, is easily the number failed. five. The failed hentai episode. Uh, well, our topic was to... um, all about hentai, what we like, our secret desires, and then, <laughs> and then seemingly breaking down how the Black Plague pertains to <laughs> fucking devil penis. <laughs> yeah, how, how the how the how, oh my god how the Black Plague beginning friends leading to penises and then John Dog. <laughs> Tips to any up-and-coming anime podcast. If you're going to do a hentai cast, don't do an art, not an art house film. <laughs> From the 70s, nonetheless. Or actually, uh, do. It's yeah. popular. <laughs> also, I, the last one in my highlight, I'll highlight, and then we, we can go to our favorites, is Serial Experiments Lane. For two reasons. The first one, it has a very nice discussion there. Joe is also there. Uh, I do very like, nice yeah. discussion. And it is one of the most sad episodes because at that time I didn't have a lot of time in Sunday and I was recording inside of a car. <laughs> that episode, I remember that time. That episode went for so long. It is so long. I, I actually almost died of <laughs> carbon dioxide intoxication. <laughs> By the end of the cast... I started to feel very lethargic. My movements were slow. And I was like, I am fucking dying. I need you to open the window right now. It is, it is one of the, it was one of the worst sensations of my life. <laughs> and I've been ran over by cars before. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Oh my God. That cast, like, uh, recording inside of a car is just like, just do that. As the last resort. <laughs> Please, don't kill yourself. It, it is a very dumb way to die. <laughs> As you can tell, we have fun here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also the the cast I break down a bunch of suicide, uh, like ways of committing suicide. <laughs> I, I say like timing. 50. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Nice cast. All right, our favorite ones. Quick. JD, first one. Oh, so uh, my favorite ones usually involve uh, not only some of my favorite shows that I've uh, watched, but also it led to very good discussion on the cast. And um, the three that come to mind is Anne of Green Gables. Uh, that was kind of a revelation episode uh, because there hasn't been a lot of anime that's been recommended to me, right? That mm -hmm. I've come out and full-on not only agreed with the recommendation, but have gone, this is fucking fantastic, right? And the discussion yeah. that it led to uh, made for such a good episode in why the recommendation was so valid. Uh, and I've, I've given you full-on so much credit for it, Tori. And that's oh. Anne of Green Gables. And, and and the fact that I had also lived in Canada and, and you know, understood a lot of the culture, uh, it has a lot of history, it's based, it's based on history as well, uh, Anne of Green Gables remains, to me, one of those anime that I highly, highly recommend uh, 
I, I, I love the episode. I loved the topic discussion as well, uh, where it was um, Masterpiece Theater. Uh, that, to me, is our best episode. Definitely. From, I, from we, my perspective. We all agree on that. I mean, that episode, it, it sets the gold standard. Yeah. I think it's the highest podcast. rated show as well over the entire cast, like combined. It's, yeah. It's, it's just it's something. Like, I wanted these guys to watch it because I, lo- I loved it. I'm still surprised because, like, out of everyone, I expected I expected good things, but I was expecting like JD. I know he's a super into slice of life all the time, so I was expecting him to come back and be like, "Yeah, sure, a seven. So when he came back with a ten, I was a little bit shocked because I'm like, "You're trying to tell me you enjoyed this more than I did?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm giving a ten as well. <laughs> uh, and Hickey doesn't give tens easily. That kind of deal. No, uh, I don't give. I give it a nine, which is <laughs> the best score I can. Um, with high praises with high praises my uh my second favorite episode was definitely uh legend of galactic heroes uh where we covered season one with andrew from recovery of an anime junkie podcast uh he's also part of the anime radicals network that we're a part of uh that was just a great discussion over the show legend of galactic heroes is regarded as one of the best anime of all time uh I think we did the show. I think I think in in my opinion, this show we did the most justice uh, discussing as a group uh, for what was covered, uh, how the show is, why people should watch it, and uh, on that episode, on that particular episode, that particular day, Andrew was, in my opinion, uh, the best guest host we've had to date. On that episode, we he's also been on Whistle and. An, and uh, hope to have him on future episodes. But I think in that episode, we nailed the host. The host nailed interacting with us. And the series, we did the most justice. Uh, that's why I like that episode the most. And we are further covering the episode. So perhaps we can have him back for season two. And then uh, number three is Yamato. Space Battleship Yamato. And um, two out of three of these shows were actually from the 70s. Uh, what Yamato did for us as a podcast, uh, uh, the show was great, but why I picked this episode out in particular and the show is I think this gave us a format to improve upon. What How we covered Yamato and what we did and how we discussed was our standard going forward because we were all kind of in agreement we should make our episodes like how we covered this. And from there, not only did we see a download increase, we saw a fan base increase, uh, we saw more interaction, uh, everything's improved since then, and I'm very proud of that episode and how we've based everything from then. Uh, and that's those are my th- three favorite that we've covered on the cast to date. Yeah, definitely. My, I I agree with you. I really like good anime, but usually I I, I prefer the the dumb discussions, <laughs> like the 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 comments, the small talk we can we can devolve into in this podcast. Uh, that's why <laughs> the first one I put as one of my favorite uh, shows and casts we did so far is Gogo Thirteen. We did <laughs> look. We did many. Like cool guys, 
Yeah, pretty recent, I know. But like, we did a lot of ripped guys being motherfucking awesome. <laughs> mainly, mainly, everyone, everything in the 80s, basically. But Google 13 episode was just like the, the punchlines we did, the, the comedy we, we put on it. Uh, it was just very, very, very fun. <laughs> and the, the other one... I'll in pop the some same more scotch to that. <laughs> in, the sa- in the same in the same line that's three if you're keeping count <laughs> yeah someone have a nice Sunday <laughs> in the same sense a show a show I really liked and I really liked to talk about in the cast was Aim for the Ace oh really Yes. Like, Another 70s show. Yeah. Because, you know, like, all the... The the anime is great. But it has a few problems. Sure. Especially because for a tennis show, everyone is focusing too much in body shots. Uh, <laughs> and But still, you know, we're talking about uh, how this uh, created a new line of sport and shoujo mm-hmm. manga and anime and uh, how it was received at a time, how, uh, how important it is to the history of the media we all know and love. So yeah, that was that was probably one of the best uh, casts we were all in agreement over something, in my opinion. Of course, life is not all about agreement, but also disagreement most of the times. That's why my third show is about a show I didn't like that much. That was Nadia, the secret of Blue Water. Because in my opinion, in that cast, me and Dottie disagreed. Like, we disagreed a lot. Mm -hmm. I still think Nadia is the 90s version of Darling the Franks. (laughs) But regardless, that show, it's like, we don't disagree that much. It's kind of, usually it's very punctual when we disagree. And usually, like, we talk... A little bit, and we can uh, come to a middle ground, right? It's like, oh, like you know, I like this or this, like that. We we talk to each other. We we've, we've been friends for a long time, so we can uh, find a middle ground. In Nadia, that didn't happen. We were adamant in what we were uh, talking about that show, and that's very rare. That is a very rare uh, occasion in this guest. That's why I think, uh, like. JD said, like JD with the his show said, they said the standards uh, to me or to all of us in cast quality. I think Nadia is definitely Nadia and Treasure Island. Uh, they are like they set the bars to a healthy discussion where we don't need to find a middle ground. You know, you need to understand that sometimes you have a discussion and you don't find a middle ground. But it still be very civil about it. And Nadia of Blue Water is definitely that episode. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's not, you're still wrong, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got through that. Alright. Yeah, that's right. Uh oh well, you know, when I give I give one fucking absolutely fire recommendation, I have to give one that doesn't work for everyone. I guess. I guess we gotta get keep the perfect balance. Sure, so, sure. But yeah, no, my favorite. I don't. I don't really have that many. I only have two. Uh, not because I dislike every other cast. I'm not that cynical, but I just don't tend to keep that many favorites. 
But the first favorite of mine is just like JD. It's the Anne of Green Gables cast because hell yeah, I mean, it's it's my favorite show we've covered in this show uh, on this podcast since the beginning. Uh, closely followed up by like uh, Ashtano Joe, but it's I I just love Anne of Green Gables. Uh, and just like I said, JD says, well, uh, the discussion around it, everything it was just it was just a nice Healthy. cast to have. Healthy, like, wholesome. It was yeah. wholesome. Yeah, no, like, it's just just a Very pure wholesome. discussion of the show and what happened. It's just doesn't always happen like that. We tend to make jokes. I tend to make jokes. I love to make shitty jokes. <laughs> no, and uh, is, yeah, like the only. All the time that happened was with Belladonna's sadness, and that's very fucking weird. <laughs> the only time that happens is on the cast where that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, Adam Green Gables, absolutely amazing, and by all means, go and download and listen to that fucking podcast. It needs to be more popular than it is. <laughs> it's a it's a great cast. I love it. And the no, other I one, wonder, I wonder what the standing is on that downloads because it's it it, it wasn't. I, I, people weren't interested because of the name. I feel that's very possible, yeah, which is a shame. Let me, let me let me double check that stat. You should have fucking <sighs> you should you should have just gone in the title and just pla- plastered names like fucking uh, Hayao Miyazaki and Tomino and yeah, Cowboy <laughs> Bebop. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that always gets the views. Uh, uh. Oh, I cried so hard in End of Green Gables. Holy shit. Oh. That's your... Uh, uh, it's something else. Move on. Move on or start All right, remember okay. that cast. Yeah. The other... Uh, my other favorite cast is actually the um, Space Cobra cast that we did. Because again... Ah, with, uh, with Brains from Trash Pandas Watch Anime. Yes. Fellow exactly. Anime Radical. Exactly. Because that go cast... Check out, go check out Anime Radicals at iTunes. Fantastic conglomeration anime podcast that everyone should listen to. That's right. But That's yeah, no. right, Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> what, but no, but what I love about this podcast is just that, like, everything I said about Daniel Green Gables is the exact opposite here. This is a cast <laughs> full of jokes, full of just fun, laughs. We we watched a silly show that, that people, that we enjoyed a lot for, oh, I wouldn't say all the wrong reasons, but it's not wrong. It's good. You don't like scantily <laughs> just, clad space women? Uh, no, I actually do. <laughs> I like it a lot. And I like ripped men with fucking psycho guns in, implanted in his arm. and <laughs> It's so silly. And the entire podcast just just follows that standard. And I, I just had a lot of it. Like, I don't think I've laughed more on any podcast in my entire, <laughs> my entire podcasting career than I did on that cast. It was... It was great. It's a great time. So yeah, those are the two ones that I that I like to highlight. What no. are some? So we have our podcast tentative plans till episode seventy-five. Okay. Well, technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, well, we have our hentai episode next. We have touch after that, which I'm very excited for. We have some. We have a, a slew of guest hosts. <laughs> Happening that they all want to be on. We're revisiting Legend of the Galactic Heroes uh, second arc. What are some shows that you feel that we must do in the future? Tori. Bebop High School. 
Well, well, <laughs> that, that is happening, Hickey, but eventually. Are you sure? Are you sure of all that? Oh. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> we, we will do it before episode 100. I promise, Hickey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, I don't Show I want us to talk about that we have it already talked about. I don't. I feel like I don't want to give out too much, but I feel like we have a lot of the shows that I really love to talk about. We either have talked about or it's pl- already planned to come up. Uh, so yeah, I don't really have anything uh, on. Uh, yeah, oh, right. Of course, uh, this has already also been recommended to us, by the way. But uh, I definitely do want to get into uh, Not a Galactic Railroad, uh, the anime for that. Mostly because, as of recently, or with my movie quest, I've stumbled upon uh, uh, the author of that. That works, like, ingrained in other works, or even in works about himself. And sure, sure. A few times now, so I feel like I kind of need to watch that at this point. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's definitely one one that I can just think of off the top of my head that I like. Hickey. Well, I I don't have one specific in my head, but I already said it. <laughs> we need to do more cringe bad shows. Not because it's like, oh, we, we I want you shit on bad shows. And it's nothing like that. It's uh, most of our shows and most of the the discussions we have and conclusions we draw is like those shows they they have bad quality most of the time. Uh, the shows we watched, you know. Come on, they are forty years old. Some of some of the shows we covered are like fifty years old. Yeah, uh, a couple. Yeah, they are like there are few OVAs. They are almost one hundred years old. We covered in this. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I'm not joking. Uh, right at the beginning, we did one with like short OVAs, and they were like very very old from the 1920s, 1930s, or uh, short shows there. But in the sense is, look, those shows are showing us that there's some stuff that work and newer shows, they they don't tend to do that anymore. And, you know, that's probably wrong. Let's revisit the past. Maybe just because something is old doesn't mean it's automatically bad. But I believe the same way uh, good things set good examples bad things set good examples of what you shouldn't do. And thus, you know, instead of just watching a bad show and cheating on it, like a lot of people does with a lot of people do with shitty watch, I love to watch those cringy and bad shows and analyze it. Ha- give it the, the proper analysis it deserves. Right? Even if it's crap, someone spent a lot of time in that. And I think at least <laughs> at one podcast or one video or one whatever, it needs a proper reveal and a proper analysis. Just a justice thing. And the the only one I actually want to reveal, I impose to us, it's the episode 100 anime, but that will take a while. <laughs> <laughs> let's just make a little, <laughs> let's make just a little bit of a uh, suspense here. Of which anime is that? Well, technically, it's not a, not even an anime. It's <laughs> something <laughs> in the middle. 
but it, it will take more two years until we get there so <laughs> yeah I've had some I've had some shows uh, listed on the backlog of the cast uh, just from my just from personal uh, recommendations of uh, a lot for discussion. I got three thousand leagues in search of mother, uh, Rose of Versailles. Yeah, uh, those are a couple seventy shows. Oh, I remember one I would like to do. Sorry, Glass Mask. Glass Mask. Glass Mask. It's a oh. very old shoujo. Oh. Very old shoujo. I think I've heard of that one, actually. Yeah. It's like a 70s shoujo. It's very shoujo. Holy shit. I would, I would love to do a uh, Dr. Slump movie, um, movie cast. Because uh, the show has been kind of lost to history, unfortunately. Uh, there's only about, I think, 18 episodes and then scattered episodes from there so a movie history over uh toriyama's uh, one of his first manga uh, that hit off i'd love to do a dr slump movie movie cast at some point uh obviously it's very far away but uh, that would be that would be a wish um a personal uh, just a personal guide would be megazone uh 23 uh, it's a four-part ova series um it's one that i have very conflicting feelings toward for it being one of the best things ever and then one of the worst things or, or slash disappointments in anime uh, that really sticks out in my mind so there's are those are a couple 80s um shows and then uh through the 90s i think a, a goofy little uh trip down memory lane uh would be bastard <laughs> which is an oh, ova yeah. show yeah. yeah yeah that's that's ridiculous um and then Slam Dunk. Uh, I know it's over 100 episodes, but uh, it could be something along the line of touch where we watch a single arc and then go through it. Because uh, yeah. I've, never se- I've never seen Slam Dunk. It's regarded as one of the best sports anime of all time. Uh, it definitely set a precedent in anime history. Mm. Uh, I, I would mean, like to do that. So those are a yeah. couple uh, 90s ones. Yeah. I mean, like, we'll probably discuss that further. Like, uh... The thing that the problem we have obviously is when you have to uh, when we talk about like a long show is how do you do it? Do you talk about the entire thing? Do you divide it up? How do you divide it up? Uh, we've done both. We've both like we're not with the uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes cast, for example. We covered the first twenty six episodes, right? Uh, and stuff like that, right? And we've done that before. But we also covered like we covered Dunbine of all things in its entirety. Uh, yeah, and that was so, fifty plus. Yeah, right. But it, it, oh, you know, so we can do we, we can do both. But it's like at that point, uh, it's one of those things like those things have to be planned a long time in advance, and we have to have time to watch it because you know there's a lot of episodes to get through, and it's kind of hard as well because sometimes life gets in the way, and then you end up not being able to watch a couple episodes for a while, and then you're behind. And <laughs> well, I think the hardest thing for an anime fan is let's say you get into the show, right? Like Legend of the Galactic Heroes, we all enjoyed it. And yeah. we want to watch more of it. So yeah. it sucks I that... I everything. Well, it, like yeah, you want to watch the whole thing. But it, it sucks that from a time frame perspective, you can only cover so much. So yeah. then... So that, so that leads to a second episode. Uh, but I, I don't know. I like our current format where... Let's say we watch Gatchaman or Speed Racer. Uh, we're not going to watch 100 episodes <laughs> of Gatchaman. <laughs> 
You don't say. <laughs> yeah, right. Because we get the point after 13. Mm. <laughs> but then you get a good show every once in a while that's more than the 50 plus, right? Or even yeah. the 20 plus. And, and that's where we kind of have to start deciding how much are we going to cover uh, and if we want to revisit it. Um, so if if there's a show that you guys in the audience want to recommend, such as a Dragon Ball or a Pokemon, uh, odds are we're not going to cover a 100-plus episode show in one sitting, right? We're going to have to break it yeah. down. Uh, yeah, unless you, it's... But, I mean... You know, I need you eight yeah no that's true like and for, for eight some... i need money and i need to work and things like that yeah for something it's kind of easy right i mean i assume most of us here have seen pokemon if not everything you've seen oh absolutely dory yeah right so it's like for that one it's kind of easy but then you have and i'm not gonna say you guys but definitely myself right you come to dragon ball uh i've well, seen never the whole seen... thing yeah i've actually never <laughs> seen dragon ball before but I'm not going to watch the entire thing. I've actually had no desire to watch Dragon Ball at all. I'm going to do it for, uh, you know, when it becomes recommended, we start decide to do it on cast. I'm going to do it. But it's like, it's not something that I'm like, oh yeah, Dragon Ball. Finally, <laughs> a piece of it. I know what it is. I've seen, like, I've not seen episodes, but I've seen bars, but I heard people talk about it. I know what happens to a certain extent, uh, extent not in any chronological order or any story significance or anything, but I, like, I know what, I, I know what they do. It's like, <laughs> it's one of those things, like, it, it's weird, right? Uh, how do you cover, how do you cover that? It's obviously not a show aimed at me in, in any way. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, well, I, I I think that ends uh, our celebration topic. Happy birthday to the anime cast. Hooray! The, the now-to-be-prohibited ward cast. <laughs> All right. I got a new drop for the cast. Very excited about this one. And it also pertains to our anime for review. Here we go. Okay, three, two, one, it's down. Ah, beautiful. I fucking yes. love that drop. It's one of my favorites now. You know, JD, let me ask you something. All right. Now that we're talking about anniversary and you're drinking a lot, Ooh. which one was the first guest you decided to use the drops? Oh. You remember that? I don't. <laughs> yeah. Me neither, but I remember you pissing us off sending those kind of things or like late night, like... Look at this, and you just listen to it. It drops like, what is that? I'm gonna put that in a podcast. <laughs> and out of fucking nowhere. Good uh, times. Yeah. Simple I times. Mean, it yeah. was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was early enough, but late enough where, where it was like, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when you get new, new equipment and shit like that. <laughs> You want to try new things. So anyways, we're talking Cowboy Bebop. This is pretty uh, steeped in history here with anime fans, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm... very, very mainstream. It's very, very mainstream, mainstream. Except, especially outside of Japan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I'm, it's one of those, we joke about it, put Cowboy Bebop in title and you'll get used. Like, it's, it's kind of true. 
Uh, <laughs> it does happen. A lot of people have a history with this show, myself included. It's my first ever anime. If it wasn't for this anime, I would I would probably never have gone into anime. Uh, because I sure know that shit like Naruto and whatnot didn't do it. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's, it, it's a special show for a lot of people, myself included. Hickey, what's your history? Yeah. I don't know. Someone said, look, if you want to be an anime fan, you need to watch Cowboy Bebop. Bible Black and Boku no Pico. And <laughs> don't, don't forget, don't forget his success. <laughs> because look, the point is, if you want to watch the good stuff, you also need to know there's another side of the really, really, really bad stuff that is actually legal in my country. <laughs> oh, I'll drink to that, Hickey. Oh my God. But regardless. Yes, a, a drawn porn of little kids is a crime in Brazil. Still, Whew. no one gives a shit, but it's technically a crime. And I was like, oh, t- 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 all right, we're gonna watch it. Bible Black is fucking weird. Uh, but let's <laughs> save that for another hentai cast. All right. Uh, yeah, and I, I watch Bible it. Black in the future. <laughs> and, and I watch it, and like I was very young. Uh, you shouldn't be watching those two other shows in my age <laughs> uh, at the time. But I watched Cowboy Bebop, uh, Cowboy Bebop, and definitely what stuck with me was the music tune. And uh, I start listening to a lot of blues and jazz. Also, there's uh, three little old guys that also they always appear. They are together. One is kind of mentally ill and he doesn't remember anything. The other one is always complaining that I built this city or I built the portal 50 years ago, right? Those three guys, uh, their names are actually the name of a famous Brazilian uh, singer, a bossa nova singer, and I started listening to that as well. So definitely the type of music I listen nowadays is probably due to watching Cowboy Bebop. All right. My history probably has, uh, it's probably similar with a lot more people. With, uh, it was on, um, Toonami and Adult Swim, whichever the, whichever the one. And, uh, I was enamored with, uh, the show's maturity and, um, stylization. It's style. It has style. So, uh, it's by Studio Sunrise. Director and storyboard by Shinichiro Watanabe. He's also done Macross Plus, Samurai Champloo, and the current Carolyn Tuesday that's airing. Unless you're watching it on Netflix. Oh, yeah, if you're watching it on Netflix. Uh, Music by Yoko Kano, who's done Escaflone, and all the Macross, but not the original. (laughs) Uh, Memories... Etc. Etc. She's one of the the uh, the most famous music artists of the anime industry, uh, for sure. Disagree, guys? Yeah. No. Uh, no. I mean, like, it's like what for for a long period of time when you were talking anime, like uh, composers, it was Yoko Kano and uh, Yuki Kajira, who, by the way, are weirdly similar to each other. And <laughs> so, Hirayono. yeah, Hirayono as well. Uh, yeah, he, he came a little bit, uh, later. I mean, a little bit later, but, you know, 
there there's are no, there's there's no lot of, we can we can talk about that in, in no, another day. There's not a lot of uh, renovation in the industry. So saying someone is famous, uh, it's kind of uh, an underplay. Just that there's no other people to do the job. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. But I mean, like again, it's one of those like I, when I say like Yoko Kano and Yuki Kajura, they were like the two that were always brought up in the anime community, especially the Western anime community online. At least when I got into anime. That was the case. Yeah, yeah. They're obviously not the only famous uh, composers. You obviously have, like, uh, Kawaii, right? Like, he's yep. Ghost in the Shell guy. He's pretty famous. You have, like, uh, uh, oh, I, f- I forget his name. The guy with his loop on soundtrack. Uh... Yeah, I, under- I understand your point. So. Yeah, right? But it's like, these guys were like, when you, especially around my time, 2013-ish, 2014, when you got into anime, it's like, if you didn't know who these people were, then you weren't really watching anime. <laughs> 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 so this was uh released in april 1998 uh interesting note i'll just say this right away uh due to the violence portrayed in the series and the violence occurring in in the time at, in uh japan the series was briefly canceled so a lot of these late 90s shows uh that were popular in the west uh, but not popular in Japan, uh, Cowboy Bebop, probably the most famous now, Trigun, uh, to name a couple, uh, uh, that's what mostly led to their unpopularity in Japan, and yet they're very popular in the West, so that's a little, uh, tidbit of information I found out. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that prior. No, me neither. Me and Hickey, before the cast, we actually started looking up that because we were interested to see what actually happened. And apart from the most major thing that happened from uh, in in 98 was that there, there was a curry poisoning that killed four people and left like 68 injured. Uh, and other than that, there was a few instances of some rice in teenage violence, uh, but... No, it wasn't really. I didn't really couldn't really find anything like major. Yeah, but like, yeah, like, if weird. you look at Japan's culture <clears throat> in violence, like any sort of rise. No, I know. They don't, but, they don't want to exacerbate it. I know, yeah, but no, it is kind of weird like, when you look at the other years, like what happened the years before and in the years after. There's much more heinous shit that happens. It's like I wonder what I wonder why exactly this year. But okay, yeah, <laughs> maybe because it is, it is very, this was when, on when it TV. Comes to, uh, probably, I don't know. Yeah. When it comes to to violence in Japan and pop culture and things like that, usually you talk a lot of 85 to 95. 85, you have the otaku killer, Miyazaki, and 95, you have the sarin gas attack in the Tokyo subway station. Sure, sure, sure. Uh. During that time, you had a lot of weird cult making mass suicides and hopefully to be mass suicides, let's put it like that. Uh, and you also had a lot of psychopaths. Uh, th- that time period is also where you have the portrayed of the danger, dangerous otaku that we got in, in the West until Oh, yeah, the otaku killer and all that The stuff. otaku killer is one of them. Uh, one of the most serious cases, let's put it like that, it was of a middle schooler that, that killed a kindergarten beheaded him and put his head in front of the school gate. That shit happened in like 89. It's hardcore. Like those kind of things. <laughs> they, they were happening in Japan. Like not only you had that, but you also start to see the, the abandoned cities in the, in the countryside and then 
they are shady places and you know probably some people got uh arrested by doing bad things in those those places let's say that uh so yeah but after 95 those cases they are they go down a lot the yakuza start to disappear like or they start to go down into the like the the underworld again the psychopaths they kind of toned down the cults toned down so it is very we maybe because they already saw what uh un, unexplicable violence sure, are. sure and before when they see those those cases happening again with the, the teenagers going around and stabbing people for no reason at all they they think oh that that cliche as well oh it's the violence in the video games and television they uh they're trying to replicate that and then you just cut it off. The, it happened the, the recently with defense, right? classroom, uh, assassin classroom. It happened very recently with that. Really? But it had, yeah, yeah. It happened. To, it had to do with ISIS. Uh, ISIS oh, was beheading people, okay. and the the kid was threatening the the octopus with a knife. And Japan said, "Look, uh, this cannot go on television. Okay. Not at least not in this this week." So like they delayed the, the episode a week. So it happens. Uh, in in the nineties, uh, it was more for him in end because of the prior history recent sure, history. Sure, sure. okay i got you uh okay so uh cowboy bebop summary from anime planet follow interstellar bounty hunters spike spiegel and jet black as they scour the galaxy for criminals with prices on their heads so they're bounty hunters uh hoping to escape their past they live on the spaceship bebop but it's a dangerous business, and old enemies don't forget easily. Allies come from unlikely sources. However, as they find comrades in beautiful swindler Faye Valentine, the genius child hacker Ed, and the genetically engineered data dog Ein, uh, will they be able to help each other through their respective struggles, or is their fate really inevitable? There you go. Ayn is uh, the most important character in this show. Don't even ask me. Ayn yeah, is Ayn. the best character in this show. <laughs> the little corgi <laughs> dog. Really. Oh, there's your really uh, there's your German influence through Cowboy Bebop. A lot of it there. A uh, lot, of, lot of German influence into Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Not only German. Like, if you see the cities they go by, it's, it's a middle... It's a mix of Europe with Middle East mm. and Metropolis, like big Metropolis. Yeah, there's a lot of European influence, uh, whether it be French, German, a lot or of Chinese. As a, well. lot a lot of Chinese, Chinese. yes, exactly. Yeah, old I mean, Chinese, like eighties Chinese China. Shinichiro Watanabe has always been very, like you know, very big fan of like, Western stuff. So I feel like that often shines through in uh, in his shows, especially Carol and Tuesday this <laughs> this season. Uh, but yeah, no, like he, there is definitely a lot of that. I mean, but like generally, there's just a fuck ton of references in general like i mean their ship is called the bebop which is a reference to a uh old and <laughs> died out uh genre of jazz music right like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so i don't know about you guys but um obviously i've seen this prior to the cast uh-huh. i've yeah. seen this a number of times to the cast uh just for my account i can easily say uh, watch it for this cast. This is my sixth time watching the series in 
full. That's not including, like, the occasional episode here or there on Toonami or on TV. In general, like, I have seen this show at least six times through and through. Mm. What about you guys? Hmm. I mean, I, I guess Dory only watched it once, but I won't, or like twice now, because it was his first anime. It was really close, right? Like right. 2013. Yeah, right, I Dory? mean, yes, uh, I have only seen it once, actually. I, uh, because of the exams and because I had to make a decision, oh, I didn't that, end up yeah, rewatching it for that the, is uh, true. the podcast. That All is right, true. so you're going off memory for this one. Uh, yes, I've got some helping hands. Fair enough. There, no, yeah. no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Gotta let, the, gotta let the nostalgia speak. Well, mm. nostalgia from... I watched it four times. That's my fourth time. This is your fourth the time. First okay, one, I was the curious. First one, I was, yeah, the first one, I was very young. Uh, the second time, I was like, all right, I was very young when I watched it. I probably missed a lot of things. And I remember, like, watching the first time, I was like, yeah, doesn't make sense. Why would you pursue what he pursued or most of the characters pursue for me it didn't make a lot of sense uh, I can say right now most of the characters they except Faye and Edward more Jet Black and, and Spike they are in a spire, spire of violence and I'm like just try to get out just Jet don't do it. it yeah Jet can do it Spike doesn't do it. I was like, that, that's dumb. That's dumb. I'm, you think I'll it's go dumb? back to, to my cartoon. Dude, I was like 10. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was young too, and the way the characters but were like, presented... I was, I was very young. I think when I, st- I started watching older anime, right at the beginning, I was like four or five years old. Of course, it wasn't the age I, I watched Bible Black. <laughs> okay, I just feel like that. So, But it was like, 10, 11, I watched it. So for me, like, it doesn't, it's kind of dumb, especially probably also because of my background. Violence for me is very present every day. Unfortunately, even when I was young, I mean, it's like, well, if you don't want to get shot, just don't go around to places where they will shoot you. <laughs> you know, for me, that is survival, basically. Well... Uh, but when in, I get in, old, in like, some ways, well, I'm very, I'm very familiar with that, with that notion, Hickey. Uh, yeah, I grew up in like, Houston. Look, it was like, hey, if, if you're, if you're, if not, you don't want your fucking car stolen, you don't park on this street, right? You know its reputation. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that. Go three blocks left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my case is like, look, cousin, not my cousin, but let's just use, look, cousin. You know, everyone in that neighborhood wants to kill you. Don't go there. Don't go near there. Go there. Get skilled. You know, it's like for me that that is a it's a lot. It's a more uh, how can it? It's not more violent because I don't think you can uh, quantify violence for me. There's no quantifying violence. Uh, but regardless, I guess you you understand my point. For me, it's like well, if you don't want to get killed, don't get killed. Very however, young. It's 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 a very young age. However, I, w- I will say this. Uh, where I related to, let's say, Spike's struggle with accepting fate and uh, just going head headstrong into certain situations that you would think you would just be simply uh, be able to walk away from. Uh, there were there were a number of times in my in my childhood where. Uh, I knew 
that certain guys would come around. Uh, I would eventually meet them at some point down the line and a fight was going to break out and it was going to be two, three on one or whatever the circumstance, right? And it was either my choice, whether it was going to be on their time or my time. And yeah, I had friends going, dude, just don't do it. And I tell them to their face, look, it's either I do it now or I do it two, three weeks from now or four months from now. Either way, it's happening. I have to accept that this is going to happen. And, you know, consequences uh, perceive themselves accordingly. And I related I related to that a lot with how Cowboy Bebop presented uh, similar fight situations where it was these characters accepting their past uh, going into the present. Uh, it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. It's not uh, accepting the past and going to the present. It's more about the, the turmoil of violence. Uh, but yeah, I watched it again. Like years later, I'll, I'll, a lot of shows I watched it when I was very young or, you know, before uh, hitting, you guys would call it middle school. Sure, I sure. Guess. Or secondary school. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I need to rewatch a lot of things because a lot of the points I didn't get. And I start to understand more of the characters and the background. Then I watch it again uh, right before high school. Uh, I had a really bad time uh, right before high school. That's why my, my name comes from Hikikomori. I won't talk about that. Uh, and I rewatch a lot of things. Also, I watched other other anime. I was like, and that time I I I, I came to the conclusion you came right now, right? Uh, it will happen. At oh yeah. Some point. I, 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 At some point. You know, just to tell a quick story here. Uh, this was the same time I was watching Cowboy Bebop. It's a childhood story. I was in junior high. <laughs> In nineteen eight, in nineteen ninety, uh, whatever. <laughs> in nineteen hundreds, and uh, I got the the copy. I know it wasn't out yet, but I met yeah, a right. weird, weird. No, this was this was probably in two thousand, and he gave me. No, <laughs> I, I I definitely pinpoint this around two thousand one. I was in junior high, and uh, I had uh taken the spot from a starting uh, player on the basketball team. Okay. And I was told to my face in the locker room, we're meeting after school period. Cause he knew I rode the bus or the bike. And he said, I, he'd have friends at uh, the bike stand where my bike would so happen to be, or the bus uh, station where uh, in American schools, usually the buses would be outside the school grounds. Uh, so, uh, unless I would choose to, you know, skip out on it, uh, two out of three of those choices were, I'm going to be, uh, held and into a fight, right? So, as opposed to me starting my school day the next day or whenever in the future, uh, getting the shit kicked out of me. Uh, I presented it right away. I just went, okay, let's, let's do this now. I tried to get my, I tried to find my friends, 
uh, to join me, but they were fellow nerds, as you might say. I had one friend who was on the wrestling team, um, uh, so he joined me and had my back. It was really nice. Uh, we're still friends to this day, <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> um, so uh, me being the hardcore wrestling fan that I was, did a couple moves, and I uh, threw this guy's head down into the ground. One of my proudest moments. I got to do an actual wrestling move in real life. <laughs> uh, the problem with that is when you do real things, uh, well, when you do these things in real life, uh, they tend to hurt people quite a lot. Uh, this proceeded to get six guys on the two of us at once. Uh, it led to a big um, after-school incident. Um, and uh, they, you know, we were interviewed and all that afterwards... And uh, they proceeded to uh, pertain all this violence to video games and TV, uh, which now in hindsight, you know, when reading about Cow Cowboy Bebop and how this all came to be, you know, it all correlates, you know? I mean, you're telling me that Cowboy Bebop made you a violent kid. No, well, I mean, that's what I was watching at the yeah, time. No, I, yeah, Say. no, I understand. You, you, you watch this at, well, I mean, I guess it might happen one day. It's better not to postpone. Uh, better go and understand that sometimes you get the short stick. And Exactly. Listen. Yeah, no. I my just story want to is say. More, it's, closer, more, it's closer to welcome to NHK more than it is to <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Uh, that's uh, why. <laughs> yeah. Now, I just want to say. Okay, JD, it sounds to me like uh, wrestling was a worse influence on you than anime video game. <laughs> <laughs> they got the wrong guy. <laughs> Look, uh, wrestling in the late 90s and early 2000s were, was hot shit, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I don't, I don't have any stories like that, sadly. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, to I do me, have. is mostly just a... Uh, a story that I watched, uh, an interesting one because, like, at its core, at its at its base, it's really, really simple. You can watch it just simply as an action movie, which is why I think it has such such a mass mass appeal. It's got a lot of action. It's a little bit deeper at times, but like, it has a base level of enjoyment that I think a lot of people can grab grab hold to, while at the same time being more suited for also an older audience in the sense that there's more philosophizing characters right one of the biggest things i see that people complain about cowboy bebop is the lack of character de development when Ooh, in reality i the, actually disagree with that yeah because the characters in cowboy bebop what is with them is not it's not what they turn into in the future it's who they were why they are where they're now right and that's the yeah, big thing about cowboy bebop because the entire thing for the, everyone in the cast they have a past a past that is eventually going to catch up to them and it's going to catch up to them no matter what they do. They're eventually going to have to face what happened in their past yeah, at some point. A lot of people, they mistake character development to character progression. Yeah. Ooh. And it, it's not Good point. just not true. You can have a regression and be a character development. The Joker in the Batman is like that. To our standards, he didn't progress. He regressed. <laughs> he went nuts, you know. And you're like, oh, but people still call that a progression. Still, coming, you don't even need a progression or a regression to have a character development. Mm -hmm. 
just revelations about who the character are at that moment. Like, you don't need much. Spike is just this laid-back guy and whatever. The first thing you, you learn about him through the environment is that he is supposed to be dead. This is a character development. You didn't progress. Yeah. You didn't regress. The other, the other thing about you. Spike is awesome. that you learn is through probably the show's uh, best episodes where it's focused on him. That's uh, Jupiter Jazz and the real folk blues. The only the only two two part episodes in the entire series. Uh, and that confronts his past with the female character Julia and how it leads to vicious his antagonist to his own story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh those are arguably the four best episodes in the entire series. Uh, because of what you know about Spike prior to that. Disagree? Agree? No, I don't no, I, no. I, I I agree. A lot of a lot of the character development here is done by just revelations. That is a very like it's so good we did the fucking unordinary unordinary webtoon with that. Because Joel it, like everyone I did not here, was like, do it I did not do on it purpose. on purpose, but it matched yeah. Phenomenally well. The, the Joel character in that one, it's it's, it's called by Bebop. It's just like every single character is just John Doe. They have their own limitations. They have their own story. It just gets revealed to you, and they need to face it off with the conflicts they have inside of them. Still, you already have the very simple story, just like Tori said. You can just see it as a comedy action movie. They even have a bunch of. Uh, Bruce Lee uh, uh, nods th- throughout the the show, which is great. Yeah. He's he's even in a fucking outdoor, uh, <laughs> which I love it. Just Spike uh, fighting style is basically Bruce Lee's. Yes, oh, that that is that so, is well something that has to be uh, highlighted because the uh, the fight choreography in Cowboy Bebop as well. It is oh astonishing. It is a, I think it, it's the same guy who did the UFO Table Fade choreography, right? Oh, it, it that, that's interesting if that's true. Isn't it? I, I'm because not like, 100% I remember, I remember a lot of people commenting like the, the UFO Table uh, fighting choreography in Fade is very reminiscent of Cowboy Bebop. I don't remember if it's the same guy or someone like related to him, but I remember a lot of people uh, saying that it is very equivalent to Cowboy Bebop. So if if you haven't watched Cowboy Bebop, which I believe it's, you, you know uh, what's a big regret of mine? I've never yeah. seen the Cowboy Bebop movie. Oh really? really? Okay, you should you should think, definitely do that. I watched it. You guys should definitely do that. I watched I watched right, that not right. too long ago. It's just a side story. Right? It doesn't. It, it it doesn't do much like in terms of adding to the story. Uh, like if I say adding to the story, Cowboy Bebop is mostly episodic, and that's essentially what the movie is, another episode. But it's it's a really interesting interesting episode. It's a lot of fun. So so here yeah. here's the thing. Uh, this is what I think sets Cowboy Bebop apart from episodic TV shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. This show yes it's episodic however in almost every episode 
or at least every now and again, they tie in a character backstory into the episode. A revelation. Yeah. A revelation of... Yeah. It's... I like... I like those kind of shows. I don't think... I don't want to call them episodic, because an episodic... Uh, an episodic nature means you have the beginning, the middle, and the ending comprised into the episode. It's more like a big picture being made. They are body hunt... They are bounty hunters, and... They are not related to each other. Sure. They don't... They kind of care for each other with that uh, more of a fraternal uh, emotion, feeling. Except by the end with Faye. Kind of gets <laughs> a little gray with uh, with Spike. But most of the time it's just like we are bound by the circumstances. We don't have money. Uh, we can help each other to get money. That's about it. Except Ed, who wanted to be part of the Bebop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. th that's basically it. We're just bound by circumstances. We don't really care about each other. Uh, once I get money, I'll just get out of here, whatever. Or so they say. That's why well, you, you, have, you have the episodes of the bounty hunter. Hmm. Bounty hunting. So but when... it's a big picture. Every episode mount like gives you a little... Puzzle piece for the big picture, and I, that's great. Yes, I, and I, I do agree with that. I do think it's more than just a standard episodic, but it is it is framed as an episodic show. Every episode is technically still self-contained, apart from the two-parters, right? It's just, after a while, you start to, like you say, you start to paint a picture that, wait, hold on, there's something else that's brewing in between these seemingly random one-off episodes. But that's, that's what sets it apart. Mm -hmm. That's the point. Is you're still learning about the characters, right? So if we're looking at animates day, and we see an episodic show, and we're not seeing a progression in the characters, we're not learning about the characters in any way. We're not seeing episodes focused on characters developing. Well, as Hickey said, they're not actually developing. We're just learning about them. Right? That's like what makes Cowboy are, Bebop... They are developing, we, they are not progressing. We're just right. learning about them We're and just that learning about them. the development. That's what so many shows are lacking today. I, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I can kind of see... Like, it's one of those... Uh, it's one of those things which, like... I would like... I would say that it's not just something that anime in general lacks. It's something that, while... He still kind of does it to a, to a certain extent. Even Shinichiro Watanabe himself has kind of dropped that idea. I don't know if it's because it's too much work or... but Yeah, it's weird. Even, his, even in his own shows, he's kind of phased out of it. It's weird. Yeah. No, but I like I don't I can I don't know what like you still see parts of it. He still does it a little bit. You can even see it a little bit in Carol and Tuesday from this season. It's not not a lot, but there is like Generally speaking, you've been learning a little bit about the characters haven't so much been progressing as they you have learned like a little bit more about who they are. They are going to progress as well because they need to. They're teenagers, uh, but uh, so it's like. But there is generally well. Just I mean, we saw in Samurai Champloo. Yeah, you did. But again, it's to a lesser extent. Right. So again, but I, I don't bit, know. Yeah. I I don't know what what it is. I don't know if it's just Watanabe himself has decided. That he doesn't like it, or if it's just that he 
doesn't feel like it's worth the time investment due to, you know, kind of what happened to Cowboy Bebop in Japan or... Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but for some reason, yeah, my, it doesn't really Yeah, maybe, do maybe he's a little bit hesitant because of Cowboy Bebop not being so popular in Japan in particular. But that, yeah, that had a lot be. to do with the culture at the time as well, as we found out. Mm-hmm. Might be. Like, it is... I, I really enjoy those kind of episodic shows that are not actually technically episodic because, you know, we have the puzzle pieces. Might be a case of the pointy chins and pointy noses. You think so? People just drop it yeah do you think that was a case at the time no it might be i'm not saying it was i don't know i i had two years old when (laughs) it came out i I don't know uh but it it might be it might be god damn even every day i feel older and older because of you two (laughs) good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, even like even for example even bebop bebop has the round faces but it, it still has like the, a little bit of nose, a little bit of the chin, mm. right? If it's not a uh, a female, a few female they, they they are not, but most of the female they are, are already in the the logic of the round faces mm. in small okay. noses. Might be that aligned with the pointy chins and point, pointy noses being dropped. And usually those are more associated with heavy shows. Uh, might be with the with the circumstance, the social circumstances of the time. People get it, got it wrong. In my opinion, now that's my opinion. People got it wrong and drop it. <laughs> Say no, that's not profitable. I guess it's it's better to pop out as we see nowadays. It's better to pop out as simple. And fast shows as you can for quick money, in my opinion, again, uh, because it's selling, then invest in this, which I believe is a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but hey. Yeah. I mean, but it, it is, I do, I do think there is some valid, uh, valid, uh, validation to that because just in general, we do know that, like, just watch anime, anime today, right? There's a way more. There's a lot of things that are being focused on that I think are ne- aren't necessary to make a good story. Some things can times can even be kind of hindrances to a great story, but they have they feel like they have creators feel like they have to do it because there is this thing now with so much new anime coming out with so many things being you're competing for attention. You need something that grabs attention. You need to stand out. You need to and. We know that a lot of times it's not necessarily the stories or characters that stand out from each other. <laughs> in general, <laughs> just like, look, there's this giant monster who got brutally murdered in episode one. The rest <laughs> of the show is a slice of life. It's nothing to do, but, you know, we need to capture attention. <laughs> right? There, there's there's kind of not necessarily that extreme, but, like, there are there are oftentimes things I feel like start... Uh, I, don't, I don't even want to... I don't even want to say that. Start with the action, because I do... I do like in Medias Red stories, which is when you start kind of at the core of it all, where like the big thing happens. I do like those types of stories, but I feel like there are things that needs to be put into a story, needs to be done to a story to grab attention. And I mean, we talk to a lot of other anime fans as well. I'm sure, I'm not sure if you guys have seen the same thing, but I see this a lot. There's a lot of people who just say that if they see that a show is episodic, they won't watch it. I have seen that. Yeah, right? And I feel Absolutely. like that is also something that Japan that Japan has to deal with, that writers have to deal with. Like, 
I can't really write an episodic show like this because a lot of people just aren't interested. They don't want to watch it. It's episodic. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I said this I said this before. Uh, in essence, you know what? How, how about this? In an outside person looking in, Cowboy Bebop is episodic. However, yeah, at, at its core, <laughs> at its core, at its core. However, if you if you look at it, I I went down on the agenda, one through twenty six, uh-huh. right, of what each episode entails, and I would say, seven out of ten episodes are either character development or story explicit. Of of what Cowboy Bebop is, right? Yes. Yeah, we can we can also look at it and why it's not replicated by the opposite way. It's not episodic enough. Remember, like this that show is, is going on television, and if you're going on television, I would believe people would prefer an episodic show because if you miss an episode, just like Lupin, if you miss an episode, yeah. fuck it. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, either, Lu- best, Lupin, either... in its essence, is is episodic. Yes, yes. Unless that, it's part four or five. Well, yes, can, but that, that's trying to appeal yes. to more modern fans. The older exactly. shows are, the older shows are almost yeah. completely episodic, which but it's is still... also better for. Which I th- I agree with. Eric. I think that's better for the show in general because it allowed people to just. One of the things I think helped, especially the anime, I mean, the manga's popularity did help as well, but one of the things that helped that was people could just, you know, whenever they had time, they could tune into an episode and see, you know, the hijinks that the Lupin gang gets up to this well, that's time. What he, right? That's what it used to be back then, right? <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. if, if I watched an episode of, oh, I don't, you know, just speaking from my age, if I, if I, uh, if I watched an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Rugrats, you know, two different channels, mm-hmm. if I tuned into an episode... Nine times out of ten, I want that episode to be a self-contained story because I don't want to feel like I missed anything the day before. Yes, but hear, hear me out now. If going to that logic and applying to more than anime, if you have a very simple narrative or a very simple storytelling that goes close but it is not an episodic show, it also benefits you. Usually, like, when, when we watch seasonal things, we're like, oh, we watched three episodes and now we already know the fucking whole story because, you know, they, they make it uh, so simple a toddler would understand. That's the point. You, need, you know, understand, those things are going on television. Some people miss episodes. We, he, we, we don't. But some people do. That's why you have, like, the .5 episodes, which, which are, like, six episodes recaps. Still, if you don't watch the recap, if you miss two episodes, which I did because of the the amount of anime I watched, <laughs> sometimes I miss an episode of a seasonal show. I start watching a new episode, and it might be a continuation of the story. It's, it's a complete continuation. I realize I missed the show. Ten minutes in, I understand what happened in the, the, the past episode. Because the replication of the episodic uh, kind of... It's not nature, but benefits into continuation shows. And then when you have something like Bebop, which is a continuation in its core, but it also has the puzzle pieces in most of the episodes, so you can't really miss a lot of episodes. Most of the episodes. It gets really, really hard to go on television. It gets really, really hard to sell in a a daily basis on television. Uh So, like, that's... 
it's it's a market logic. But that's what why yeah. now I ask the question? But why was it so popular in the Western audience? Because most of the time, one you would watch it late at night when you got out of school, so you'd have that time to watch it. You would hardly miss an episode. Yeah, that, like I mean that fans, was that not, was the way I watched yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, not not fans in Japan, which usually <laughs> those anime goes out in in the middle of the morning, like two a.m. Uh, but also you could watch a bunch of uh, times of reruns in television. Usually that that's kind of that doesn't really happen in Japan because of the amount of anime they pump out every month or every three months. Or you could just uh, well, that go didn't, and that didn't quite occur in nineteen ninety eight. But you also have the VHS or the DVD. Yes, yes. That didn't which occur. one one of your friends were like, Look, I, I saw this show, my father bought the, the VHS here, watch it. And those it it has it. You have you have more time in the West you have more time to go and watch it or we rewatch it in japan once it's over you need to pay attention to the other thing yeah. that is coming in in the same time slot yeah i bet you don't have that much time to rewatches and reruns that's why in the, also you also have you know watanabe really liking western things and you you identify to the cities to the themes uh, and everything else. That's yeah. why I believe it's more popular in the West. Yeah, that was basically what I was going to say. It's like, you know, there is just the general, like, Western appreciation. That's why, like, I mean, you've heard it. We've all heard it. Like, whenever people are like, what's a good gateway anime? Cowboy Bebop. Because you're not going to have... Because the number one thing for people... I was going to say the number one thing for people. But, like, for a lot of people, there's a bit of a culture shock going into anime. You're sure. probably not going to have that much of a culture shock with Cowboy Bebop. It's still fairly familiar. And uh, it's one of those rare things that has a good dub as well. So it's very easy to get great into. Dub. I, yeah. Like, it's so great dub. It's one of those things like it, it's very easy to get into. It's, it's one of those rare shows that for some reason just see, everything just seemed to come together for this one show. The characters, the story, the animation, the music, the dub, the fucking... It... <laughs> It got very lucky. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, when you identify to something, it's way easier. That's why, like, one of the biggest recommendations to Brazilian fans is Michiko and Hatin. Mm. Because it's based in Brazil. And you identify to it. Uh-huh, you say, that makes sense. They, uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. appreciate my culture, and they did something about that. You go in Cowboy Bebop, and it's like, oh, this is just like Bruce Lee's movies. Oh damn! This looks so much like uh, a lot of Clint Eastwood movies as well, <laughs> right? You or Tarantino movies as well, and you look at it as like this is my culture. There's a lot of movies I like. There's a lot of references to things I like. It looks like the downtown of my city. If you look in it, if you live in Detroit, uh, but there's <laughs> gotta bring you know, up Detroit. <laughs> I mean, my, my city is very decadent as well, so I understand it. Okay. It looks like a lot of the places where they, they go, uh, especially with the Chinese, because for some reason there's a bunch of Chinese here now, regardless, it looks like my city. You know, tall buildings where I'm working right now, I can show you pictures. It looks like, you know, the places where Spike goes. 
down abandoned buildings, like those Chinese little shops or very shady things, everything very dirt and, and kind of abandoned, but not really. I look at it, I look at the show, I look at the place I'm working at, and I was like, dude, it's very, very close to it. Imagine it replicated millions, millions of times through rewatches through ages now in the West. In Japan, again, it's not the logic the market wants. The market wants something easy to digest that you don't need to watch every week religiously, right? Mm. That's that's something I just thought about, like uh, applying the, the episodic nature or the episodic benefits to continuous stories. Yeah. Making something easy to understand and easy to follow that even if you miss a one episode or two, you understand what is going on. With Bebop, that doesn't really happen that much. It can happen one and two, but if you miss like uh, like Jupiter, what is the name? The uh, Jupiter Jazz. If you miss those Jupiter two episodes, you'd yeah. be very very uh, lost. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta so, yeah. you gotta watch the uh, the season finale, as as they would put it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's uh every time every time I've watched Cowboy Bebop, especially after living in different countries. Uh the way I have. Canada, Romania, Germany, England. Um every country seems to have its anime, right? I always mm-hmm. seem to get part of that community. Uh Germany is a comic kill. That's why I always... That, that's the most interesting that I always uh, <laughs> reference. Okay. It's very interesting. Uh, America, it's Cowboy Bebop, right? Oh. Uh, you miss an episode uh, when it puts a story forward. Episodic or not, the society seems to step away from, right? Mm. Anime seems to have a draw to it it's very interesting yeah uh, I, I do agree well, yeah, it's, I mean exotic uh, Japan <laughs> yeah hey. no but like I think I do think it's interesting that's I like that brings a brought up as well because I didn't really think about that like what kind of different cultures uh, get to and drawn to in anime as well because I was just like you know I've obviously been on the internet for a while so uh what I've seen is ah uh, uh, the internet. I know, right? Uh, but uh, so what I've generally <laughs> I have seen heard of this. <laughs> yes, I know, right? So what the uh, what I generally see is Cowboy Bebop recommended because as things happen to be on the internet in a lot of places, there's a lot of American people. So I I've kind of got that. But when you guys start talking about what's I guess recommended to other places or what's kind of seen as other places, I start thinking, what's the Scandinavian version of that? And it just immediately hit me. It's Moomin. Because it's based on a novel by a by a Finnish author. There you go. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's things, like, things that are related to your culture. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to say Brazilian one is definitely Michiko Hanchi, but it's Sensei. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> well, something be- so, some things become cult hits. I mean, One Piece and Detective Conan in Germany, in my time, Inuyasha, those were the top three. When I was there, when I was living there, period. Yeah, Inuyasha is just everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. 
but years it's later when I'm when I'm still talking to the uh as I hit my mic, unfortunately. Uh Akame Ga Kill had this cultural uh connection with Germany and German speaking countries. <laughs> Which which Sorry. I found like when I was when I, I I wasn't even living in Germany at the time and I'm just like Boy, really don't <laughs> do not I'm not do, going don't. to I just thought it was really don't. funny I just thought know, it was funny joke, when pointing it out the joke is yeah the joke is already laid down <laughs> you the, do the, not the, the, the Nazism it. joke is already just there <laughs> no just it's just German in in a nutshell so. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, no, definitely. Especially like for example, why you you touch it on Inuyasha. Inuyasha is also episodic to core, but you still have a lot of episodes with story. Might be just a little piece, might be a whole episode. We don't see those shows. He we still see here and there, but they are again uh either episodic or so easy to follow you don't need the puzzle the puzzle piece. You can figure it out about it. Man, that was a very good conclusion. I am very proud of us. Holy <laughs> shit. Ah, uh, if you're keeping count, I'm on my fifth scotch class. <laughs> yeah. Let's Lady. start talking about the actual Cowboy Bebop show. Nah, uh, why, why should we do that? That's been talked about to death. I mean, we, we've been talking about Cowboy Bebop. We can talk about the characters. Well, uh, the, the awesome thing about Cowboy Bebop is... Uh, not only cultural influence, but how we can relate to it through how anime has evolved over the years and regressed over the years. Uh, my favorite episodes of Cowboy Bebop, uh, to this day, uh, I've, wa- I've watched this series in its entirety six times now. Uh, obviously, it's the Spike Spiegel recountants episodes. Uh, the, it's the only two double episodes in the series. It's uh, Real Folk Blues and Jupiter Jazz. I love those. Uh, I could watch those four episodes over and over again. I love those things. Uh, yet, uh, its first uh, five episodes are timeless, I feel. That's yes. uh, Asteroid Blues, where you get to know the crew. Stray Dog Strut, that's where you meet Ein. The Which most means, important character. Uh, yeah, well, it's the it's the <laughs> corgi. It's um, uh, I feel Hickey. We've talked about this prior off the cast. I feel that there needs to be a Brazilian German cultural influence episode at some point. Well, shit! You just need to come to my state. There's some people who don't speak fucking Portuguese. <laughs> In the countryside. They've been here for a hundred years and they didn't bother to learn fucking Portuguese. Kick them out. <laughs> if, if, you get lost, if you get lost in the countryside, you're getting to countryside German. Literally, it looks like the countryside of Germany in the 1920s. Very, very weird place. Hickey, I'm throwing this why. out. I'm 31 right now. Before I turn 35, I'm coming to Brazil. At some you point, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Don't get stabbed. Just saying. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I want to come visit my podcast friend and understand Brazil, or at least have a party in Brazil. 
I mean, you want to go to the to the places who look very Brazilian or the places who look very uh, Japanese or Chinese or Spanish or uh, basically German as fuck? Can we go German <laughs> as fuck? I, That's what I'm more familiar with. <laughs> sure, we can go. We can go to South Brazil. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so... Cool. The first five episodes of Cowboy Making Bebop. plans on the fly in the fucking podcast. <laughs> Fuck Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Tori, we pay your, your fucking... <laughs> Tori, you in? <laughs> Tickets as well. Hell yeah. Oh my oh, god. Didn't cool. we just talk about how we finally perfected our fucking formula and now we're back to like episode one? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the first five episodes are iconic. Keep the going. first five episodes are very iconic. I think they're worth watching. Um, and then uh, there's yes. few. That's just the entire show. <laughs> I well, I honestly, I think uh, after that, that's where the show kind of goes few and far between. Uh, obviously, Jupiter Jazz. That's two episodes. Uh, I really enjoy uh, Chessmaster Hex. That's the uh, the big yeah. chess game episode. Uh, the one with the wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah great I, I absolutely love any backstory involving Faye Valentine. I'm always mm-hmm. involved in the story um, uh, unveiling through there. Uh, the same thing goes with Jet, with his story. So that, that goes with what we've been saying throughout uh, since we started this episode is Cowboy Bebop has this inane ability that even though it's episodic, Every episode draws you into a a main character and its backstory and why you should care about this episode. It's not character progression, but par- but character learning. Uh, so if I was to say, side tangent, uh, that pertains. If there was a second season of Cowboy Bebop. progressing the characters would be so good if they're capable (laughs) (laughs) it'd be so good like faye valentine let's say spike dies or lives who cares like i i i I, I do care let's say he dies and and we introduce a new character let's say it's it's involving nothing but faye and jet No, 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 no new characters. My, my, no. yeah, my problem is like <laughs> the characters had such a good close, uh, like closure, except Ed. Ed was a little bit. Oh, I think Ed, 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 Ed had had uh had open open to uh interpretation endings. Te- technically, the entire thing. Yes, but yes, no, but like I mean, see, here's here's my problem. This is why I kind of have to disagree with you in this one. It's just because at this point, after all these years, the Cowboy Bebop ending is so fucking iconic for what it is. Not because it's a hard fucking conclusion, but there is just something after all that shit that's been boiling up over the years finally gets released and Spike finally does the thing. Uh, <laughs> it all culminates in a scene where he just walks down the fucking stairs beaten up Satisfied, bang the end. Okay, here's the here here's here's this. We don't we don't need another code gears. All right. I I I I was gonna bring that up. 
Tori, how about this? We have a continuation. However, easily think about writing. There can be recounts of Spike where you can have him in the series and he's recounting things up until the point of Julia in between Julia and Vicious. There's plenty of things you can do to continue the series involve your amazing main character, Spike Spiegel. All right, look, I, look, let's let no, no, hold on. Let's get your middle, middle ground. That's JD's drunk. He's not making any obviously. Sense. I'm, so I'm, let, I'm fucking let's, let's high on cough medicine, the drunk on ground, scotch. <laughs> the middle ground is the Lupin movies because Lupin does that. Like yes. we we're saying, yes, the, the characters here. Uh, usually we call uh, usually in, in books and uh, novels whatever uh, soap operas you have one main character and you have the support cast in anime we call a lump of characters main characters because they are all born to the same situation and they are all progressing to, through the same uh, to the same way to the same ending Bebop is special in that, and that come, comes back to, to the unordinary uh, reference I did in the first uh, place. Because every character is a main character in its own right, sure. with its own story, with its own way, and its own end. They are just together because the circumstances says they, they need to be together. It's not because they are progressing to the same end. They made their own choices, they need to live with their own choices. It would be really nice from 1998 until now, because I think it's a little bit too late for that, <laughs> and it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of spiny. I don't think people want to touch in Cowboy Bebop. Uh, it can lead to deaths and riots. But if they did do you a really lot of disagree with... Independent movies. No, if they did a bunch of independent movies for the characters. I would love, like, my favorite character and my favorite story at all, it's Jet's. Jet's story is great. Bebop the ship is great. I will love to see something like a standalone movie because you can do that. Because he's not a main character attached to another main character like we see a lot in anime. He's his own main character in ah, his own story. So you agree with the fact that Cowboy Bebop could in theory, do what the Lupin movies are doing. Yes, yes, with Jigen. With, that's kind of uh, what I. That's kind of what I'm driving at. Like, if the, if, yeah, the, if they like, would come it, out it, with a Cowboy Bebop I'm, I'm season I'm organizing. Two. I understand you. I'm okay, just okay, organizing okay. your your thoughts because you're drunk. Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like it would be awesome. Like Faye, a uh, kind of prequel to Faye, uh, or a, a sequel as well. Not in, or not in, in oh, after so her good. end. Not, not after, not after her end. But like sometimes she, they just say, "Well, where's Faye?" Uh, whatever. He. That's also cool, right? They, they're not could attached you, to each other. Could, so, Tori, a, a character, Tori, a character just disappears, and the Thank other character is like, doesn't matter. I'm gonna right. cut you off right here, Tori. Could you imagine? Because Faye, Faye, Va uh, Faye Valentine had, I, I feel, <coughs> is very similar to the character that is uh, Fujikamine. Could you see a parallel kind of movie of a Faye Valentine like going through her youth up until 
uh, her amnesia period to to present day. Could you see a movie like that? Okay, so essentially, like the uh, the woman called Fujikomina. Um, exactly. Uh, I mean, you're you're a big Lupin and Fujiko fan as much as yes. I am, <laughs> if not more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, of course I can see it, but the the problem isn't like the problem I have right now isn't so much that could they do it. They could do whatever they want. They could make a sequel if they absolutely want to. Look, I but get it, but I don't particularly want. To. Yes, sure. Of course they could expand on Faye's history of before she got her amnesia. Like make that even more fleshed out. Of course they could take Jet make their own thing about him, flesh out his backstory even more. Like, for, forget about forget about. You Ed. just don't want him. For, forget about, yeah, yeah, for, forget about it. But Ed. why he, not? He <laughs> because it's fine the way it is. Yeah, it, that, that, it is, that is what yeah, it comes I, down I to. It's usually usually when we talk about it. What if they did that? Uh, what if they did that? Yeah, what, like, but what it if has it, always the same I opinions. Like that. Like, I, I just don't like that answer. Because if... Uh, if 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 the opportunity is there, why not? Well, because it doesn't make money. Just, but here, okay, yeah, getting, I mean, like, why JD, would like, it not like make said, money? JDL, just because like you said, it <laughs> oh, wasn't well. you. It wasn't very popular in Japan, and yeah. we know how it is. Uh, if it's not popular in Japan, I hate to admit popular. it, but you guys are right. But let's say it does make money. Would it? Would it? <laughs> In a perfect world, yes, of course. In a perfect world, would that not be ideal? (laughs) In a perfect world, sure. If it was was amazing, yes. Well, there's no crime, there's no violence. How how about about this argument? I have a biggest dick than I already have. (laughs) It's not ideal. Uh, But what about this argument? Like, is Lupin (laughs) is Lupin the the biggest money draw? Is it among the biggest? We we've seen no. the Gigon, we've seen the Goemon, we we're, we're having the Fujiko. Mm-hmm. <coughs> what's stopping this? Well, what's stopping it is the fact that it has been a fucking age since it <laughs> ended, and there has been nothing new. Unlike Lupin, that doesn't go too long between uh, between series and uh, spe- specials and the movies and whatnot. It's that that is the biggest difference. Lupin has kind of always been here. Uh, Cowboy Bebop showed yeah. up and then disappeared <laughs> with a bang. But I, the only thing I'd like to say, say to you, JD, is you want more? Go watch the movie. Wow. You will get more. <laughs> well, in in the movies in the movies case, look, I love Lupin. Tori, you know I love Lupin. Yeah, I I I adore it. Right. Uh. I, I, I like uh, I like the first series. I like Lupin and his adventures. There is so much Lupin to go off of. However, as we're discussing Cowboy Bebop, there's only one Cowboy Bebop movie that I know of. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's Spike. What do we not have? That's Jet and that's Faye Valentine. Your other two characters, Ed. No oh, fuck, Ed. <laughs> just, I mean, just... we could we could make a whole show without Ed, and the series would be fine. As much <laughs> as I like Ed and and the goofiness, uh, there could be a movie of Ed, 
right? There could be. Obviously. Uh, and it would have more of a sequel movie in that case, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a sequel. Because uh, a lot was uncovered in the series. Faye Valentine and Jet have so much to uncover. Just like Goemon. Just like Fujiko. There's... Yes. So yeah. much un no, no, un... no one is no one is disagreeing I, with yeah. me in that. It's just like it's a matter of relevancy. Yeah, I, I, I know it's relevancy, but if you want to see more of the series, but, but J- J- rather I mean, than if, rather, J- in, 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 J- I'll I'll give you I'll give you a straight answer, and we will finish that. All Usually, right. that's what I say to my friends. You want it? Work hard, becomes <laughs> fucking rich, and fund it itself. <laughs> Until uh, them, I mean, I I thought about that already. There's a bunch of anime I want continuations. If I get rich, if I get enough money, I'll just fund it. Fuck. <laughs> anyone wants it? Fuck it. I want it. I have enough money to that. True. But until then, it's reality. Yeah. And we just need to accept it. I, just like you said, yeah, I get Bebop. It. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Just like the 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 conclusion of Bebop, it's reality, and we need to accept it. Yeah. Even if. It is to fade into the non-existent. I but love the, I love the ending what... of Bebop. Don't get me wrong. Same. I absolutely no, love yeah. it. The whole bang, we're done here. Like, oh, that's one of the best anime endings in history, as far as I'm concerned. Period. Yeah, it definitely leaves an yep, impact. Yep. But it I... leads such an impact uh, for the character of Spike Spiegel and what he lays out. What we know about his character in the series, how he's so laid back. However, through a simple two episodes in Jupiter Jazz, we learn enough about him where he goes, when it pertains to this person, that's where I draw the line. And Vicious, on top of that, I have to take care of business. I have to take care of my own past. I have to take care of my present and where future lies. All the way up to bang that ending. We don't need anything more from Spike. Mm. Right? That's where that's where things would go sour with an audience. I've seen countless shows where they've taken the uh, expletive and expanding upon a marker of that. And that's where the that's where that show kind of ruins it. That's why I'm also bringing up the point of we can expand before that, which mm-hmm. something like Lupin is doing. Not not exactly, but yes. <laughs> well, not exactly, but you 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 get where I'm driving at. No, I I understand you. you. Like it, it, it is. Just don't don't breathe. get me wrong. I I get you. Like I've I've been battling with this ever since I watched it. When I first watched it, I had, I did the exact same thing. I was like, I want more of this. This is amazing. Yes. Fuck it. I I just want more. I want more because why does it have to stop? But as I've grown, as as times moved on, as I've moved on, I've come to realize that there's a part of the mystique of not quite knowing that is also oh, really I agree. Really I agree, good. Tori. That's a great point. It's really good. That really works in the benefit of the show, right? You you know, but you don't know everything. But that's cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I, th- I think we've beaten that point to death now. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, what well, are your What are your favorite episodes? 
of the series. <sighs> that is a hard one, especially going off a of memory. Like I mean, you like, basically. I mean, I have me. all twenty six episodes written down no, on the I, agenda. I, I I know, I know, I know, but that's <laughs> it's still like it's still like trying to remember exactly how they played out. Uh, obviously, like you did say, like episode twelve and thirteen and twenty four and twenty five. Uh, sorry, twenty five and twenty six. Uh, they are obviously like some of the most memorable episode. Uh, sure. Some of the more like memorable episodes of the show. Uh, there is definitely like I do know like I definitely got hooked on uh, on Cowboy Bebop. Like it really hooked me with uh, Honky Tonk Woman when uh, they oh. encounter Faye. That is the moment that really like I was like, okay, I'm I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, that was oh, episode look, three. It's Fujikomine. Exactly. With, before, hey. you, before you knew about Fujikomine. Exactly. I was like, dude, hot women, I'm in. <laughs> oh, like the the she she she's the standard of thigh highs in it. She's the gold standard. Uh, mine is Black Dog Serenade, uh, which is the the conclusion of Jet's story. Mm. Uh, well, that's way later. To... That's uh, that's sixteen episodes in. No, yeah, that's sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Really, really fun episode. Really good episode, and also one where the they beat up a bunch of spaceships to death. Uh, <laughs> and you realize in Bebop that's something you realize. Usually, when you watch shows that goes and go in space and things like that, everything is so pristine. In Bebop, sure, you have oil leaking and uh, everything is bent. They don't have money to fix anything. <laughs> you only see Jet cleaning the the ship once. Oh, yeah. Even there's a there's a whole episode about how if you don't clean shit on space, it might evolve into weed into a weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cowboy Bebop, the universe is Cowboy Bebop, but general, it's just it is fucked. The whole fucking society, government, everything it is, it is it's fucked. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Cowboy Bebop, um, is the anime that got me into, uh. Like, I was always into sci-fi stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But for some reason, Cowboy Bebop really got me way into sci-fi stuff. And uh, when the show Serenity came out, uh, I was was enamored with space travel and that whole cowboy universe. Uh, So the first episode that really clipped me with Cowboy Bebop was uh, seven. Uh, Heavy Metal Queen, which is where Spike's in a bar just battling a hangover, right? Mm. He's just like, I just want this raw egg. Like, and he's tilting into the glass. He's, he, he's like, look, I learned this from an old comrade. It ha- helps hangovers. I just need this egg. Like, and then he gets shot out. He's like, oh my God, why? <laughs> He meets VT, uh, shenanigans happen, the whole series progresses from there with how uh, characters interact and how Spike interacts with those with those characters. I really loved it, uh, it all clicked, and it led to a whole sci-fi genre that opened up with me, uh, whether it was science, math, all that. Uh, I expanded upon it. So Cowboy Bebop, in a lot of ways, had a big impact on my at least 
educational standpoint, surprisingly enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's like, like I said, I mean, we said this at the beginning. Gamma Bebo means a lot to a lot of people. For me, it, for me, it doesn't really mean more than what got me into anime, although... I could say I've lost a lot of my life to that <laughs> after, but so it, it, it does have an impact, right? But it is, it is. It, it, you often see, especially now, you see people throw out the fact that, like, they were, you know, it's overrated. To which I will actually agree. I do think it is overrated. Ooh, no, no. I, I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean like it's overrated because it's not not as good as what people say. But it, it, I do think it is overrated in the sense of like it becomes nothing but positives it's the gold standard of anime nothing could compete mm. uh, like well that's that's what i mean right it's not there that it's not quite that's not quite true it's not it's really fucking good i absolutely love the shit out of it but i do still think that it is oh it is it does get overhyped for a lot of people they they go into it they expect the world and then they get hit by what they think is an episodic <sighs> anime at first, and they're like, "That's it." <laughs> there is, yeah. there's a bit of that. Yeah, there is, is a some of this. Uh, also, the CG is horrible. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. It, uh, it is in 1998, but the the CG looks like Gogo 13 <laughs> style. Look, nothing can compare to Gogo Gogo 13 style. Stop, oh, let's not go overboard can, there, Hickey. It can, it can, it can. <laughs> We can we can try. They definitely try, especially more than anime. They they are really really trying hard. <laughs> Look, Cowboy Bebop has such a place in history, mm-hmm. and I think it's not overrated. I really don't. I think it. I think it's just because it wasn't popular in Japan, uh, and it was popular in the West. It has to be taken into account. I mean, we saw the right. same thing with Trigon, but not to the extent that Cowboy Bebop had. Yes. Well, Trigon's is... bad. <laughs> just... <laughs> no, for translating what J- Drunk JD is saying, he's saying it's not overrated, but oversold. People oversell it. Thank you. If you go into, yeah, if you go into with high expectations, especially at the beginning, you're like, that's it. But if you not oversell it, Instead of saying, oh, this is a masterpiece, this is the best thing ever, holy shit, I cream my pants watching that shit. <laughs> if you just go and explain, look, it has a lot of history, it is very good, you need to pay attention to this, you need to pay attention to that, what what we do here in this podcast? Yeah, but like... Suddenly it's not, it makes sense, the score it has. Yes, but, but again, unfortunately, if you go online and you see... The tons. Yes. Do a Google search of Cowboy Bebop to see what pops up. Not being oversold on Cowboy Bebop is kind of hard. <laughs> yes, definitely. But again, it's not an idea award. In an idea award, they'll have like five inches more. Like, and regardless, uh, it's not an idea award. And unfortunately, I agree with both of you. I think overselling shows really damages it. Do, th- do you think we've oversold Bebop. Anne of Green Gables? <laughs> Probably. Uh... Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I, I, will, I will admit my uh, mistakes. Probably, but just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm uh, not the one who gave you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Because there's been two shows in my lifetime I've been oversold on. 
And that's been Death Note and Code Geass. Ah, oh, yes. Not so much Death Note for me, but Code Geass, definitely. <laughs> like, those two shows, to me, have been very much oversold. And I think that's a that's a prime for the time. Now, Anne of Green Gables, I'm... I'm I, I've been eating crow since day one. I've been eating crow since day one. I'm like, Tori, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but like, you, you weren't oversolding that. Yeah, like, no like, yeah, amount okay, of overselling the problem, the problem, could have done that show justice. The problem is like, not you being oversold to it, but you overselling it. In my own mind, sure. Yes. Yeah. But you don't, you don't uh, think about it because you judge yourself through your through the meanings of your actions and you judge others through the actions so you look in the actions of others and say oh they are overselling it and you and me my intention is them showing how good the show is but if you look at your actions you are actually overselling something uh. Uh, regardless that's not the point let's just Give our score because JD is way too drunk and he's yeah. going on territories. I still want to. I, I want to keep talking, but we are getting too far. <laughs> we have been going <laughs> for a while. It's fair enough. I mean, it's just like an ordinary. No, don't worry about it. Once we are over, we can keep talking. It's fine. Yeah. All right, boys. So, um, Hickey, give your score yes. of Cowboy Bebop first. I don't have my animal list open, but it's either an 8 or a 9, and I'm not overselling it. I'm not. I just enjoy it overall. Okay. All right. I'll put in an 8. Because 8? Uh, right. CG, yeah, the CG is like... Uh, I, I, it's, it's bad CG for the time, uh, even for the time, and uh, there's a few problems here and there. Uh, they, I think they overspent in animation from time to time, so sometimes you just get shots that are just buildings. Ah, <laughs> oh, bummer. Yeah. Alright, fair it's enough. Fine. It's a fine show. Fair enough. Alright. Uh, yeah, no, uh, when I watched it, I think I, I originally gave it an 8, uh, but after some thinking, I bumped it up to a 9. Uh, again, it is one of those things like, it is, like we've explained for like over an hour now, it's a special show to me. It's my first anime. Special show to a watched. lot of people. Yeah. It's the first anime that I watched. Not ever, but it's the first anime that I watched knowing that it was anime. Uh, trying to figure out what the fuck this anime thing was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it, it it does mean a lot to me. It is a show that I that I care about. A show that I watched. A show that I wish that I would have gotten the chance to rewatch for this very podcast. I was planning to do it, but I couldn't. So it's... But here we are. Anyways, it is, to me, one of those special shows that just... It, it might get oversell, oversold a lot, and you might have heard people <laughs> praise it to death a million times before, and uh, I'm, I'm sadly one of those guys that has to do the same. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's a good show. Alright. So... I have a long history with Cowboy Bebop. Long, long history. I mean, I... Yeah, we know. Yeah. We're old. Uh, there's two episodes that, no matter what, I always seem to recount above all others. And that's uh, Toys in the Attic. 
that's the um venomous kind of crab that they leave in the fridge (laughs) episode Mm. and the uh the one where spike chases the serial killer into the amusement park yes episode yeah it has its hits uh and i didn't mention that in the story related episodes which i think increases cowboy bebop's remembrance of it all like even when it's not related it's episodic episodes still add something of uh remembrance so for me uh with when i watch it how i've watched it how much i've watched it i mean again this is my sixth time easily through the entire series I can't, I won't give this a 10 out of 10 because there's still episodes that I uh, could totally skip, right? That's a major thing. If I watch a show and I could say to myself, I don't need to watch this episode. This is worthless. I'm not interested. That's a major deterrent. Shows like Anna Green Gables, Future Boy Conan, they don't do that for me. But Cowboy Bebop as infamous as it is and how much it means to me and no matter how many times i watch it i still get the same feeling it means a lot i'm giving it a nine out of ten period mm-hmm. and i do want to see more out of it uh i i certainly need to see uh the movie where it's uh spike fighting right mm-hmm. i need to see that Uh, I love this series. I love what it means in anime history. Uh, It has a lot to do with a lot of people. No doubt. And that's my point. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. All right. JD, please close us off if you can. I can't close us off. So... If you guys are uh, looking out towards the Redleaf Retrocast in the future, uh, apologize for us being a week late. Uh, Illnesses have (laughs) impaired the podcast. Uh, We got Stainless Night as our next episode. That's a hentai cast. I know you guys have been clamoring for it for a long time. That's episode 51. Then we got a number of episodes uh, on the horizon. We're revisiting Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Down the line, uh, we got episode two coming for that. Lots of movies. Uh, Go check out Anime Radicals at AnimeRadicals.com. Tori Hickey, 50 episodes. We did it. My God, you guys have stuck with me through thick and thin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it it was very hard this episode because goddamn GD, we need to set a a limitation to alcohol. <laughs> My alcohol is not a problem. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> it, dude. I have problems with alcohol. I understand it is a problem. So yes, <laughs> only two cups of scotch. Per but I'm but I'm on uh I'm on number five here. Shut up! Or gonna <laughs> this buy has fucking, been amazing, gonna, guys. I'll buy a fucking 
ticket and go to the United States and beat you up. <laughs> All I right, swear guys. To God. <laughs> Fan <laughs> fucking tastic. This has been episode 50. I'm Tori. Sign it out. Peace. Goodbye. してたとなけくにはあまりにも時は過ぎてしまったまた心の誇りを癒せぬまま風が吹いてる乾いた瞳で誰か泣いてくれ知りたいだけ泥の代わり使った人生も悪くはない一度きりで